Welcome to the latest and greatest episode from the Tribe Talk Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Robert. To the left of me, my guy, Steve. Yo. Next to him, my boy, Khalil. What up? And to the right of me, the Bugs Bunny of Tribe Talk, Clayton. <laughs> that was pretty solid. Wait, wait, wait. So, Clayton's Bugs Bunny. Who are we? I'm, I'm the leader? I think I'm... I think I'm... Um, Mr. Wait, wait, Mr. CEO, is that okay with you that Daffy I'm the leader? Good? I thought I was Daffy. Yeah, for me, oh, you oh. bring the bounce, you bring the juice. Okay, <laughs> I bring the bounce and the juice. I like that. All right, well, guys, we're not even gonna get in. Uh, who gets, well, who gets to be Tasmanian Devil? Because that's me that I'm kind of upset. It's about Steve. That. He's that's the wild Steve. card. That's okay. Steve's a wild card. Have you seen him at Wood? I'll take Have you that. seen him at Wood? That is true. He he spins around and pushes everybody apart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would take that. Nope. All right, so I don't even care about you guys this weekend. All right, we Ouch. have we have My the heart. greatest documentary ever made. We have to recap it. Okay, we're just going to hop right into it. 10 episodes. I've took very intensive notes. I'm just going to go I'm going to speed run as fast as I can through all of them. First things first, okay? Introduction. Cursive Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan gold chain clean. Cleanest jersey I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Cleanest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but we have we also have some uh, some questions that we're gonna talk about at the end. But like I said, we're just gonna speed run right through of it with all my notes, everything that I got going on. So, first of all, the Bulls' biggest challenge at the end of the 97-98 season, he Michael Jordan got interviewed. Okay. He asked, What is the Bulls' biggest challenge so far? You know what he did? Looked right up at Jerry Cross's office. Didn't even say a word. Just looked right up at Jerry Cross's office. Nothing else. And you're gonna see my hate on Jerry Cross throughout the fucking. You saw you saw it on Twitter. It well, just like, be careful what you say. The man has passed. Has has he? Yes. Yeah, he passed in 2011. Did he really? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh well. So when I saw some of those tweets, I was like, oh, it's, it's bad timing. Dog, like, I'm I'm sorry, but like like my next literally my next line. Organizations win win titles, not players. Michael Jordan was the second, in my mind, second greatest player of all time. And you're gonna, We're sit, gonna get to that. And yeah. you're and you're gonna sit there and tell me that he doesn't like from eighty five to eighty six, taking taking the another another uh you know the Bulls traveling cocaine circus to the playoffs. In 85, 86, you're going to sit there and tell me that was all Jerry Krause was doing? Well, the argument that Jerry Krause would make, just to play devil's advocate for a quick second, is they didn't start having success as a franchise till he took over, and he made all those moves. Which is true. This yeah. is very true. You got to give him credit. I am, I am Jerry Reinsdorf as an owner. Cheap. 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 I agree with Khalil. Because he cheap. don't pay him. He's cheap. Yes, he doesn't he heard, pay him. He, heard it. he said, he said he, well, we're going to get to it, but he said that he paid... Uh, he was paying Michael Jordan while he was playing baseball. Michael fucking Jordan. Because he wanted him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he owned the White Sox as well. So, so he was paying, yeah, come on. All right, all right, all right. Two for one. All right. Well, um, so this 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 uh, documentary jumps back to like 85 to 97 to 88. Yeah, to back 90. and forth. Like it goes a lot to back and forth. Which is pretty dope. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like cool. that too. Yeah. But um, so the next thing, pay Phil his money. 
This is in 97, 98. Phil Jackson was not the, was not the highest paid coach of 97, 98. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? Yeah, that's what Man had five championship titles under his belt and brought a Michael Jordan-less team to the Eastern Conference Finals and was not the highest paid coach at that time. I'm not going to lie, though. Phil Jackson is a little, a little snakish. A little snakeish. Why, you say, Why you say that? I mean, well, think. Well, every watching the documentary, you find out he, out of unlike Scotty, he anytime he could just be like, "Oh yeah, I want a new contract," and he just renegotiate his contract. This is true. That is true. This is very true. Um, so Michael Jordan, uh, actually, on July twenty third, nineteen ninety seven, Phil Jackson um, signs a one year, six million dollar deal, and Jerry Krause calls it Phil Jackson uh, calls it Phil's last season to his face in his office. Jerry Krause. Is so fucking petty that he invited the whole team and Tim Floyd, who was supposed to take Phil Jackson's spot the next season, yeah. to his daughter's wedding, but not Phil Jackson. Do you understand how petty that is? I come on, bro. That's some petty shit right there. I guess so. I mean, <clears throat> but I mean, I kind of understand where he's coming from in the sense that, like, you did build these championship teams, and nobody wants to give you credit for it. But why is yeah. he putting the blame on Phil like that? I don't understand. He's why. not putting the blame on Phil, but the thing is, is that him and Phil did not, like, as years went, they did not have a great chemistry with each other. Right. They, it was MJ, Scotty, and Phil. They all hated Jerry Krause. All of them. Plus, he has, like, a whole thing about it where he feels like, especially when he says organization wins championships, that he feels like everybody's replaceable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, and, and on, on, on another episode, it was like, this is a great, this is the greatest organization of all time. This is not the greatest team of all time. This is the greatest organization of all time, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, so, the Chicago Bulls, after winning their NBA championship, they go out to, uh, what was it, France? England? France. It was France. 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 Yeah, so they go out to France um, for the McDonald's World Championship or whatever bullshit-ass title. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to fucking play. And um, I just... MJ was uh, getting ready to go on a French talk show host, uh, whoever it was, and I wrote right here, MJ a dick for not signing autograph for French guy. He just looks back at Chicago's PR guy like, Handle this for me. Like, this guy was so happy. He's like, hey, bro, can you sign this for me? Nah. Michael Jordan literally looked at him was like, he just got handle finished, my light work. He just got finished <laughs> micing the man up. Just like, hey, like, can he you just sign slid it real quick, yeah, too. Like, right nah, bro. There's no a timing no for respect. No, no, I know. I agree. I agree. I agree. But what's two seconds? Nonsense. Nah, That's M- easy to say when, when you're not Michael Jordan. I want to be like Mike. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we go back to 1980. They talk about how the Chicago Bulls and everything like that was the Chicago Bulls was the worst franchise in, you know, in NBA. And in Chicago, everybody was caring about the Bears and everything like that. And I wrote here that the indoor soccer league, the Chicago Sting, had more uh, uh, more people in attendance than the Chicago Bulls in 1980. Crazy. And I wrote here, Chicago Sting greater than Chicago Bulls in 1980. I didn't even know they were doing like indoor soccer shit at that time. Anyway, I didn't yeah. even think that was a thing. Like the league was either. Yeah, yeah. The league wasn't that big, but in like the northern parts of North America, it was pretty big. But the, in 1980, no one cared about anybody except for Boston and LA. That's and, not true. Philly, That's not true. Philly, yeah. And Philly, Philly. The ma- yeah. The, Rocket. The major cities yeah. still yeah, they still a, had some some real estate in terms of like popularity and shit. But um, so we we talk obviously episode one they talk about MJ. 
They go to his college years when he was playing uh, with North Carolina, and I wrote down right here, 1982 NCAA championship shot. He went from Mike to Michael Jordan. He said that in the in the uh, documentary himself. And I got a quote here from Roy Williams saying that the only player to ever turn it off and on, and he never turned it off. And I can agree with that. I can agree with that. You know what's funny, though, is that as great as Michael Jordan was in college, that the consensus first overall pick was Akeem Olajuwon in any in any in any discussion, which I'm not I'm not mad at. No, obviously yeah. I'm not either. Probably has a big you one. can make the argument probably the greatest center of all time. Make the argument, Robert. I'm not saying he is, but you can make the argument of greatest center of all time or Second top three. Greatest. Uh, second, second grade. greatest. Second greatest. Where do you have Shaq then? Number one. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Wait, you have, he... I have Shaq number two, but I have, yeah, I have which, Elijah which on third. Which is fine. I mean, the center thing is kind of interchangeable. It really depends on what type of center you want. But just to add on to that, I mean, we've kind of seen it. Um, and that besties back then, it was a big thing. Remember, the before Michael Jordan, the best, when you were a team, you were drafting players, the big commodity you tried to have was a center. The big, Teams yeah, won yeah, with yeah, centers. That was yeah. it. Um, and I have wrote right here, Portland Trailblazers pick Sam Bowie second overall MFAO. Um, and then they talk about um, how they didn't like a quote here from Walt Frazier, how a lot of people didn't think that Michael Jordan was going to be able to compete in the NBA. And this quote right here from Walt Frazier, Michael Jordan has to realize that he is not seven feet, so he's not going to carry a team in the NBA. You are a point guard legend and you are making a statement like that against the greatest. Obviously, you didn't know well, he was going to be the greatest at that, t- at that time. But shit, now he looks stupid. It's true, but that's usually how it goes. You just talk ahead and you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's like the definition of generational talent, though. Like somebody that comes in and just changes the game of how it's played completely, that's pretty much what Jordan was. Pretty much. I agree. And I have it right here that his third game against the Milwaukee Bucks, I said right here that Sidney Malkreef called it in his third game, um, or called it first that he was going to be a generational talent, which he did. And then after that, we had Barack Obama talking and not, you know, president, former president of the United States. We got Barack Obama, former Chicago, former Chicago resident. A fucking disgrace. <laughs> you got to add context. Some people, Wait, some people don't know. Why do you find that funny? Because how would you not say Barack Obama was the former president of the United, Fa- United oh, States? Okay, you okay. write former resident, former Chicago resident. Like it's some it. random dude that picked <laughs> up on the street. You watch Jordan play in Chicago? All right, yeah, come come sit down for an interview. Yeah, quick. everybody like, know he the president, but does everybody know he from he from Chicago. Anybody? Well, anybody yeah, actually everybody paid it. Oh, I knew that, but yeah, like if you if you pay attention to certain things, you you would know that. But still, even. He, it doesn't matter whether you're a Chicago resident or not. You have the former president of the United States. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> he's a president. It's, and, president. and it's Obama. Like, yeah, I want to hear what he says. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Jordan obviously won the 84-85 NBA Rookie of the Year. And they flash forward to uh, 1997. And this is where we f- first see Scott Burrell. <laughs> we first see Scott Burrell, the GOAT. God bless him. The GOAT. He looks right at Michael Jordan after he, uh, they won that McDonald's World Championship. And he says, this is my first championship. Looks right at Michael Jordan and says, can I get a hug? <laughs> Michael, Jordan, <laughs> Michael Jordan looked him right away. And he goes, I'll just go hug Jeffrey and Marcus. <laughs> That's so crazy. And then uh, after the game, uh, they all say good game to, together, to each other. And there was a French player. I don't know if you guys saw this. But there was yep. a French player that ripped the, band, uh, that ripped the armband okay. off MJ. Like he oh, was seven years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. He said, can I get this? And just ripped it off of him. And Michael was like, here. 
It's Michael like, Jordan, man. This is crazy. And you're, he's probably never going to get another chance to see him, if you think about it. Yeah, that, that's that is, very yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, and then we have, you know, we say what the theme of the season was for the 1997-1998 season, which was the last dance that Phil Jackson wrote in all the playbooks. And the lasting moment, I'm sorry, the lasting moment of the episode, Jerry Krause getting booed, accepting the championship ring of 96-97. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Well, to be fair, doesn't that always happen, though? Bro, he gets booed every, every year, no, though, like every, that you almost, see in the, in the episode. Almost every owner gets that treatment, though. Nobody likes him. Nah, but Jerry he was the general manager. Though. Yeah, he was the GM. Uh, well, that is true. Well, nah, yeah, they well, don't get that type of treatment. Nah. You know why he got that treatment all them, all them years when giving Scotty his money. That's why. Yeah, yeah that is true. a big part of that. So we go into episode two. This is all Scotty Pippen that we got going on right here. During Chicago's championship run, Scotty Pippen was ranked second on the Bulls in scoring, rebounds, and minutes played, first in assists and steals, sixth on the Bulls in salary, and 122nd in the NBA in salary during this time, which is mind-blowing to me. And I have a, qu- a quick question for you guys right now. Is, Scar- is Scotty starting off as equipment manager at UCA a better story than MJ missing out on his varsity team in high school as a sophomore? Oh, I get what you're saying. The MJ story is better still. You really still think that the MJ story is better? Yeah, the equipment manager gets to practice with team. No, I no. think that's a big deal that you start I off think, like yeah, that. I think, yeah, I think... I think Scotty's story is better. I mean... Because there's been a bunch of players that, oh, like, you're not tall enough to be on the varsity team. And then by, by junior or, or senior year, they blew up and grew four inches. Now they can play, like... But then... I'm not, I'm not saying... Too, I'm not saying that's necessarily his situation, which, actually, they did mention, like, yeah, he, he wasn't that tall, and then he just blew up over the summer or some shit like that. But, nah, I think being on the team as equipment manager is you, crazy. You know who has the more interesting story out of, out of the two of them, even then? Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman like hit like a like an eight inch growth spurt one yeah. summer, and they yeah, just started man. playing yeah, basketball. Yeah, that was just random like as hell out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, like he didn't even play basketball in high school. <laughs> so with the fifth overall pick, the Seattle SuperSonics selected Scott Pippen. David Stern said, not Scotty. <laughs> yeah, Scott I Pippen. That so cringy. And actually, they as they're interviewing Scotty, he said that you have the wrong hat on because he was traded to the Chicago the the Chicago Bulls traded for the pick the night before. So. But I will say, though, can Go you ahead. imagine a team of Gary Payton, Scottie Pippen, and Sean Kemp? Right, that bro? So that would be <laughs> locked down. Locked down. And um, Scotty ends up signing a deal in 1991 for seven years, $18 million. Prison sentence. <laughs> Disgusting. But, and then we come back to um, the 1997-95 season or whatever that, that season was. Scotty got surgery super late. He wanted a trade. He wanted to be released. He did not like his contract. He does not like the way that he was being portrayed. My question to you, Rob, you're a big Scotty Pippen fan. And actually, Scotty Pippen, I actually gained a lot of respect in Scotty Pippen in this documentary. He's actually one of my favorite players now after watching this. Do you think that he was wrong for getting his surgery so late because Michael Jordan thinks so? Of course not. And I don't, and I don't think he should have got criticism for it because literally around eight years later, Shaq did the same thing with the Lakers in 04. He started the yeah. season getting injured. And as, he, as a great line, he said, I got injured on company time. I'm a rehab on company time. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Real quick. Um, Do you think he was wrong for that? No, not at all. I think I understand where MJ is coming from. Because we're, we're going to get into later in the episode where uh, when Scotty was by himself and he looked, he kind of just gave up. But he also, I totally get it. They're not paying you. 
You know, they're expecting mm. so much of you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Might as well just take the break that you need. And also, it's a mental thing as well. He needs to kind of just get it, get him back to his own zone. Mm-hmm. So, Khalil, real quick. I don't know. I, it, it depends on what you want, I guess. Uh, I, I think because, you know, he wasn't getting paid the money he deserved, it kind of rubbed him the wrong way. But I, f- I think if he was getting the money that he deserved, he probably would have played it smart and, you know, took the surgery beforehand instead of waiting until the season. It was kind of like a spiteful move, but, you know. Oh, definitely. If, you're, you know, if, you, if you were done wrong, then I guess it is what it is. But don't risk the team, in a sense. Like, yeah. if you're going to stay on the team yeah. and still try to win, mm-hmm. don't, you know what I mean? Like, once it's all done, then you can then you can do whatever you want, but not during the season. I don't but, think. I mean, they're not, they're not paying you anyway. And then on top of that, he knew what the team was. It was like, if he wasn't playing, the team was going to be trash. They had Michael Jordan on the team, so... Nah, they well, they still nah. They needed to. They, they, they were still. They still. Well, both, by the time he Michael, came back, look what Michael Jordan did those years before without him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they were going to be still good, but championship chip winning. Print, they yeah. still, he still didn't. He, needed, he, he knew. He knew. Two. He knew he was going to come back for that. He just knew he didn't want. But play see, that's the thing. If you know you're going to come back, then don't do all that extra yeah. shit. I think that's what MJ was trying to argue as well. It's just like, yo, if you want to be part of this team and you want to actually win this championship, you know. Of course, people kind of need a break, but this is not the time to do you, that. You just say that when you're getting paid $38 million. In <laughs> yeah, it's true. And while I'm getting paid $1 million. You can't, you can't hate the team and still play for the team. You got to pick well, one. Well, he yeah. liked the players, but he don't like management. It's two different things. Well, I just well, want to say... don't hurt the team by not playing. Well, MJ thought that he was wrong for getting his surgery so late. Phil Jackson didn't think so. That's a coach. That's head honcho. Phil so Jackson lets MJ, a lot of things slide. Yeah, I was about to say, MJ, yeah, yeah, he really does. The entire, the entire documentary, MJ, uh, not MJ, uh, um, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson were just like, no, that's cool, that's cool. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, go, go ahead and take wait, a vacation. Wait till we get to Vegas. Uh, yeah, wait till okay. we get to Vegas. Oh, my God. And then we flash back to Michael Jordan's um, childhood again. And uh, we got, I wrote right here. Uh, because they were talking about the brotherly matchup between Larry Jordan and Michael Jordan. And I wrote right here, Larry Jordan greater than Michael Jordan because Larry Jordan whipped his ass in everything that they played together. And Isn't in that kind of normal, though? Yeah, the it is. brother kind of whoop your ass? So Larry Jordan is actually the GOAT because he could beat Michael. He made Michael Jordan. Yeah, he, he made, made Michael him. Jordan. La- Larry Jordan is on Michael's list. <laughs> <laughs> In the 85-86 season, Michael Jordan led the Bulls in points, assists, rebounds, and steals. He ended up missing 64 games because of a broken foot. And when he came back with him, he was talking to Jerry Reinsdorf. And this this is my favorite freaking line probably in the whole documentary. Jerry Reinsdorf goes to Michael Jordan because there was a 90% chance that Michael Jordan was able to recover fully from this broken foot injury. But there was a 10% chance that he would be able, like his NBA career was going to be done. Yeah. Michael Jordan was talking about, hey, there's a 90% chance, you know? that you, you guys are looking at it half empty. I'm looking at it half full. Jerry Reinsdorf looks at Michael Jordan and goes, if you had a headache and I gave you a bottle of nine pills, or I gave you a bottle of pills, and nine of the pills could, uh, could kill you, and one of the oh, one, nine of the pills could save you. I'm sorry. You nine of the pills could save you, but one of the pills could kill you. Would you take the pill? And Michael Jordan looks him right in his face and depends and says, "Depends on how fucking bad the headache is." <laughs> that that's greatness right there. That's, that's you know, he's the greatness. ultimate competitor. Yeah, it's a different type of mentality. That that's the bottom line. But I will say though. He he was. I, I think the Bulls management was right. Jerry Cross was right. He shouldn't have played that year. You just tank. Why you don't yeah. need to do the AC? Just no, tank, I get agree. With, I was actually agreeing with him in that sense. But you know Michael's mentality. You know, win, I, I win, mean, win. yeah, exactly. Win, win, win. 
Um, it all works out in the end anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. True. So coming back from the broken foot, he has a seven-minute-per-half restriction, okay? And Jerry Krause, I wrote here, Jerry Krause ruined the relationship with MJ during the Indiana game of 1985 because MJ's time limit was up, okay? Okay. It was it was it was literally the last minute of the game, and um, Doug Col- was it Doug Collins? Yeah. Yeah. It was Doug Are you Collins. Sure? Okay. Mm-hmm. So Doug Jerry Krause goes to Doug. No, it Collins. wasn't Doug Collins. It was a coach before him. Yeah, I forgot his name. I just forgot his name. But it was, I forgot it was, his name. Yeah. Anyways, goes to the coach and says, "You play Michael a second more, you're fired." And he obviously didn't want to get fired, so he didn't play Michael Jordan. John Paxson, lucky ass game winning shot is what I put up here, dude. It was like a floater off one foot with one. It was it was the most random fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. But they end up having a thirty fifty two record going into the eighty five playoffs to play the sixty seven and fifteen Celtics. Ends up scoring forty nine points with the first time without limitations. And before game two of the Eastern or the playoffs, ends up playing fucking golf. With Danny Ainge, a competitor on the other team. <laughs> I don't understand how that fucking they happened. They let you, they let them do whatever the fuck they want back back yeah, in the day. Really like did. these players did whatever they want in between their free time. But exactly. think about it. There was no scrutiny back then. Like nobody cared. Nobody even knew what you were doing on I your mean, off days. So yeah, for the most part, I wouldn't even really scrutinize if it was happening today. I just think it's strange that you're playing not the part that where you're playing golf on your off day, but you're playing it against a person on the other team. Like that you're playing against. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, probably, one, that wouldn't happen nowadays. But that could also have been, I think, part of Michael's mind game, too. Chat a message you on the golf course, and that's all you think about him? Well, it definitely worked. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? He said, uh, he ends up setting the playoff record against Boston in game two with 63 points. By the way, I just mm. wanted to say this because I saw it. The, the highlight play where he just low keys going like and one street ball on Larry Bird in the corner Oof. and then just bust on his man, that oh thing. Oh my God. When I saw don't, that, he was getting the whole show, team. Don't the show that to TJ. Don't show that to TJ. <laughs> But obviously, we've all heard this quote from Larry Bird before. That wasn't Michael Jordan out there. That was God disguised as Michael Jordan. I couldn't agree more. The, the, the highlights that this man had during game two were, were incredible, impeccable. Um, we flash forward to June of 1987. The Bulls um, added Horace Grant. And in June of 28, 1988, Charles Oakley gets traded to the Knicks for Bill Cartwright, which Charles Oakley was MJ's favorite because whenever MJ would miss a shot, Charles Oakley would pick it up, throw it right back out to MJ. And then we flash forward again to Jerry ruining relationships left and right by almost trading Scotty during the 95-96 season. And there was an uh there was a scene of Scotty on the bus just going ham after Jerry Krause, like saying things that war- that shouldn't have been said to a GM. And I just want to ask you guys, would you have gone after Jerry the way Scotty did? Because there were there there's Scotty was known for being the cool, calm, collected kinda of the two between Michael and Scotty. But we see Scotty during the game sitting out. We'll get to that episode in a second. But you see Scotty sit out because he wasn't getting the last shot during the game. And then he goes after Jerry Krause. He has a little bit of a hothead in him. A little bit. Mm-hmm. So Rob, my question to you is like, do you think it was cool? For Scotty going after uh, Jerry the way that he did, he could he could have went after him, but maybe not to the level. But at the same time, like I said, if I'm getting paid, if I know I'm I'm arguably a top five player in the league and I'm getting paid one one million dollars, I'm gonna be salty too. Like everybody would be salty. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm on the same page. I, I don't think you know. There's a time and place for certain things, but 
I mean, if he was mad and he was heated and he's definitely not getting paid that much and, you know, you're getting treated the way you are and you're playing at that type of level, yeah, it's fucked up. Especially when you got people that tell you, like, yo, you're actually amazing and mm-hmm. that this dude is treating you like garbage. I kind of get it. But in front of the team, and I, I just don't think that was right. But what are you going to do? If you're pissed off, you're kind of just going to let that thing go. He's mad at the wrong people. Mm. Interesting. It's Ryan dog. Is it? It is the owner. It is the owner. Hold on. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I was a fan of him. I was a fan of Jerry Reinsdorf during the whole the whole documentary. Jerry Krause, I couldn't. You know, but you know why? But here's the thing. Reinsdorf is alive to actually be there to and defend himself and kind of just pass it off. Let me ask you that's this. That's the whole that's the whole huh? Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think Jerry Krause gets a part of the documentary? Probably not, but that's because Jordan didn't want him on it. Because Jordan's the one that no, said... No, Jordan, Jordan said... No, Jordan said he didn't care who they had on that. Hey, he let Isaiah Thomas be on it for yeah, the first time. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas is ah! on it. He, and, and then what's the, what's the first thing he saw when he saw that picture? Oh, I hate him, hate him. I still don't like him to this day. No, All right, come on. But here's a question I always have for y'all. So, word, well, the rumor was that um, he would have got traded to the Celtics for like three first-round draft picks. The three draft picks would have been Chauncey Billups, Rod Mercer, and Tracy McGrady. Do you do the trade in 1998? Probably. Probably, so you do the trade. I probably do. I probably if I end too. up getting Chauncey Billups, just fucking Chauncey Billups and Tracy McGrady. Yeah. So you yeah. would jeopardize the last dance season for a young Chauncey, Chauncey Billups. Billups. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 young, and he's like in his, he's in like his second, third year. Well, homie with the bad back. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah, mm. that'd be good. We'll get to that. Be, in a I know, but honestly, that's all I'm trying to say. Like you're mad at the wrong people. Like the owner, he's the one who sets the budget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The 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 GM he's just moving off of whatever the owner tells him to do. You know what I'm saying? He he's not the one that's actually working. Like it's not his money that he's putting into it. It's the owner that's the one that's being cheap and don't want to pay nobody. Like you're mad at the wrong people. But you know it is what it is. The documentary definitely made uh, Jerry Cross look like the bad guy through and through. Like they were comparing him to the fucking Space Jam evil villain. Which, <gasps> if we're being is honest, is that why he was so short and? Look, no, at, look no, at the comparison, no, bro. Steve, you just picked that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really did. But. So on November 24th, 1997, Scottie Pippen demands a trade and will not come back off IR until he is gone from Chicago. And they end, this, they end, they end the episode with MJ thinking that Scottie was being selfish. So episode three, the only episode that matters in this whole entire documentary, uh, yes, Dennis is. fucking Rodman, the greatest power forward of all time. What? Stop, <laughs> stop, 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 stop. For, for the culture. For the culture. All right, yeah. for the culture. He, so first, first quote I get from Dennis Rodman, if you take me away from this team, do they still win a championship? I don't think so. Yes or no questions. I don't want any explanations. Robert, do you think they still win? Do you think they went three? Without Oh, no. That's two different questions. Go, okay, do you think they went three? No. Do you at think they went one. three? At least one? Mm-hmm. I can get it. Yeah. So we're in 1997 at this point, and Dennis Rodman needs to fill Scottie Pippen's shoes and be more accountable. While Scottie's not there, he's obviously on his surgery. And Dennis's way of apologizing to MJ is asking MJ for a cigar in his, in his hotel room, you know? Because Dennis Rodman wasn't playing up to his par. But he was the 27th pick in the 1987, uh, 1986 uh, NBA draft. He ends up going to the Detroit Pistons, obviously. Dave Aldridge, Aldridge says that he is the best on-ball defender in 30 years. Do you guys agree with that statement? I would only argue the only person I think was better than him was Scottie Pimpin. But if you really think about it, he's the only player in NBA history who can literally say he successfully guarded in different situations 
Prime Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. Prime yep. Larry Bird, and Prime Michael yep. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I wrote right here, the bad boys weren't shit besides uh, Rick Mahorn. Bad boys are pussies. Wow. Whoa. Bad boys are pussies. Relax. Bad boys are pussies. Relax. They're, they're, relax. Look at Bill Lambeer's body. What are you body. arguing? Are you arguing their physicality? I'm, I'm saying that. Talent? I'm I'm No. No. Their talent was whack. Okay. Wait, you're what? Cr- okay. You're crazy. Relax. You're wild. Relax. Bill Lambeer, relax. where do you have him in your centers, bro? He but he's a good center. Yeah, and actually, you know, Loki. No, he's a center. And Loki, you know what? He Loki was like ahead of his time because back then there were no center shooting threes. threes. No, I agree with you on that. But he you would, see, but you, you see the memes on Twitter, Robert, where it's like MJ couldn't go up against this. And it's a picture of Barrel and Beard like this. Okay, but like, be, but be realistic, on, like, be realistic. Clearly, you're laughing because you know it's true. You do know who's like the Bill and Beer of this era, and we think he's a good player. Who? Brooke Lopez. Yeah. We think, think he's, he's a good, a good player? player. He's average. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> he's mid. Ain't nobody yeah, like, nah, he's mid. People like, but people like Brooke Lopez. Who's people? A lot of people like Brooke Lopez. Everybody in Milwaukee and who else? Don't do that. So you're telling me, let's say before, if we didn't have, uh, if Bam wasn't on the Heat or whatever, you wouldn't want Brooke Lopez as your center, uh, that type of center on your team, play it, defense it, it, and space forward. If it's bottom of the barrel, and I really have to pick. If there's nobody yeah, left, there's he's bottom of the pick. barrel. I'm not saying he's bottom of the barrel, but the man hasn't. He's, he's a top not, ten center in the league. He's old now, like it's not the same. He's name me ten. Work. Name me ten centers in the league right now, but then then Brooke Lopez. I don't give a damn. We got time, dog. We got a time limit. All right. All right. You said other than Bam, what the what the hell am I making a list for? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, after Bam, like, name me the other, like, nine. I could do that, but that's just running the clock. Go ahead. I could definitely Go ahead. do that. Go ahead. Um, so, after that, 1988, Detroit dethroned Celtics in the Eastern Conference Championship. And we flash back to 1986-87, where the Bulls hired Doug Collins. Jordan tells Doug uh, that he's not going to make him lose his first game against Patrick Green and the Knicks while scoring 50, okay? While Doug coaches Michael Jordan... From 86 to 89, Michael Jordan becomes MVP, All-Star MVP, Slam Dunk Champion, and Defensive Player of the Year. The Bulls end up playing Cleveland in the 1989 Eastern Conference first round, where Craig fucking Elo, Mm. guarding MJ for the last shot of the series, it was a mistake. (laughs) It was a fucking mistake. I don't even... They ended up up interviewing somebody else. Who was it? Ron Harper. It was Ron Ron Harper. Harper Ron Harper was the one that said, make me guard MJ. And he was like, no. Lenny Wilkes was like, no. Even MJ said they should have put Ron on him. And we finally got the last words of what MJ said from hitting that shot. And those last words were, go home, motherfuckers. Go home. Which was... Chef's kiss. So in 1989, we have the Eastern Conference Championship versus the Detroit Pistons. I wrote here, the Bulls are pussies for getting tossed around like that against the Pistons. Um, <clears throat> MJ ends up scoring a game but winner. you just called the Pistons. What? They're both pussies. What? They're okay. both pussies. All right, all right. They're oh, you got to put some respect yeah, yeah. on the bad boys, dog. Like, you're really? wild. Are you for real? Yeah. They won like, they won to three. Bitch, and we end up seeing why. You, you said, said what? Chicago. Isaiah Thomas is a bitch, and we end up seeing nah, why, Isaiah too. Thomas is. And Bill Lambeer. Wait, wait, wait. We end up seeing why question. for both of them. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. Where do you have Isaiah Thomas ranked on all and time point guards? Not even top five. You're fucking Okay. Hold on. This guy. You're bugging. Not even top five. You're talking about a spite. It's okay. You're just talking He's number two. You sound like a Chicago. I literally wrote right here after MJ scores a game winner over Dennis Rodman in Game Three of the series. Uh, series. I literally wrote right here. Isaiah Thomas is one annoying motherfucker. Bro, I literally. He's wrote the that best down. player on the team that went to three straight finals and won back to back years. I'm just saying. 
There's a lot of players that have done that, and we don't even yeah, put but them that's up a big there. Wait, who? Who? Yeah. Who's done that? I can't name it off the top of my head. I've been drinking. He's the second Eight. best point guard of all time. You can't deny. Whoa! It. That's not second best point guard of all I, time. Honestly, I I don't know about second, but if he's not, he's you're number. Saying, you're saying Magic Johnson. Cream of the crop, and then behind Magic Johnson, you have Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, cause, cause that's I'm a fair So name me, name me somebody else. I can't right now. I'm in the middle of this. But that's, that's, that's a fair assessment, though. I'd probably put him maybe three or four on my list, same, but yeah. he deserves to be he at, ain't least, than at J- least He better than Jay Kidd. Why was he on the Dream Team? Okay, but you know why he's not on the Dream Team. That's so petty. I did that on purpose. Relax, relax, relax. So obviously, the quote-unquote, the Jordan rules end up taking over the rest of the series, and Detroit goes on to win the NBA championship. In February of 1993, Dennis Rodman is found at the Palace of Auburn Hills with his rifle and is characterized as despondent. Dennis Rodman ends up getting traded to the Spurs for Sam Elliott and David Wood, dyes his hair, and starts dating Madonna. Goat. <laughs> <laughs> Rodman, uh, they end up, um, Jerry Krause ends up going to Phil Jackson and saying that, hey, I think Dennis Rodman would be a great asset to the scene. Phil Jackson thinks this is a horrible decision. So Phil Jackson wants to meet him for the first time. And I wrote right here, Rodman's first meeting with Phil Jackson is awful. Won't even get up and shake his hand. And in October of 1995, Dennis Rodman gets traded to the Bulls for Will Perdue. In January 10th, 1998, Scottie Pippen returns to the Bulls after asking for a trade. Dennis Rodman puts up 33s in his hair in honor of him. How many of y'all thought that was cheetah print? I when, thought it was cheetah print. When y'all, yeah. thought, when y'all saw it when you were little. Mm-hmm. We all thought that was That's cheetah print, right? Yeah. You thought no, so, too. some of them, but that one I knew. I, it looked like three. So when Scotty returns, Dennis' way of life starts to descend. And then Dennis asks for the trip. I need 48 hours to calm my head. The trip of a lifetime. Missing 48 hours. <laughs> so in episode four, my first note, Carmen fucking Electra, <laughs> LMFAO. <laughs> she had some great, I just want to say, she had some great insight of insight that we'd never heard before yeah. in our I lives. Didn't, I didn't even know she was that close to the team at that time. I didn't, I, Me she, I didn't think so either, to be real. And I wrote here, Michael Jordan went to Vegas like it was the fucking hangover in search of Dennis Rodman. And I don't know if you guys noticed this in the documentary, but he grabs Rodman, obviously, brings him to Chicago. Dennis Rodman rolls up to the fucking practice in his pajamas that yeah, he was wearing yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even wearing his fucking clothes. He just got back. So we, I wrote here, Dennis Rodman was in better shape than Michael was after his vacation because they were running, they were doing laps around the thing, and, you know, getting in front of each other and all that stuff. Phil and Dennis ended up having a great bond. And we're going to get into Phil Jackson's biography now of all this. Phil Jackson goes to the University of North Dakota, gets selected by the Knicks in the second round, and made the all-rookie team. Played with the Knicks for 11 years, won two championships. Starts coaching in the Superior League in Puerto Rico. And in 1983, starts coaching in the CBA for the Albany Patroons. Wins the championship in 1984. Becomes an assistant under Doug Collins. And I did not know this. Tex Winter developed the triangle offense. I thought this was all Phil Jackson. Did you did you know this, Robert? I, I, I knew it was Tex Winter. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah usually I knew how that. it works though. It's not. I did not. Works. I did not know that at all. I thought this was all Phil Jackson's mindset. No, no, I knew it was Tex Winter. But so, Doug Collins, uh, Doug Collins ends up kicking Tex Winter off the bench because he didn't want to implement his triangle offense and all that. Giant, uh, July seventh, nineteen eighty nine. Jerry Krause fires Doug Collins in favor of Phil Jackson. Scotty Pippen uh, wrote this quote or said this quote during the documentary. Collins' approach was catered towards MJ, 
but Fredo's approach was towards the team. And obviously, Scottie Pippen, he enjoys that. Everybody else on the team enjoyed that. I wrote here, Tex Winter, best NBA coach of all time, question mark? Because he was the one that made the triangle offense that made Phil Jackson great. He made the system. But, but, I mean, but Phil he's Jackson not a coach. Impl- but as you can see, implementing it is different. Phil Jackson, the, his ba- his best attribute as a coach, even why I would think at times he's probably a, to me he's a better coach than Pat Riley, is because it's the way he dealt with his players. Like Pat Riley didn't have that type of relationship with his players. And you can see a lot of places when he kind of burned out quickly. Phil Jackson said a long time. Like think about him and Kobe had beef, and they still got back together because he realized he needed him. Yeah, so he he really had it. He was a great uh, coach to the stars. I got you. So. Uh, where was I? Oh, MJ ends, is, uh, ends up scoring 69 against the Cavs, which is a career high. <laughs> There's another quote from MJ. There is no I in team, but there is an I in win. <laughs> That's something Kobe would have brought to him for sure. And uh, Scottie Pippen ends up making his all-star debut in 1990. And in 1990 of the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7, we got the Scottie migraine game. For whatever reason, Scottie Pippen when it matters most, ends up having some kind of injury. And it, it upsets me during the whole entire documentary. He, he needs to be there for MJ, and he's never there. He it's has just, a migraine, his back hurt, like everything. Okay, those are only two times. He's there for the other five championships. What like, about be, the first honest. half of the season you decided to take off because you didn't want to get surgery? Boom. Yeah, I get hurt on company time. And then he requested a trade. <laughs> and then he, requested he was making a million dollars. Come on, man. What about him? Well, then, don't, but then, he's always being the team player. What about Scotty? Well, then don't play. Just don't play. He didn't want to play. He came back. They made him play. He came back. You think Michael Jordan gonna let you think Michael Jordan gonna nobody makes you really think Michael Jordan gonna let him sit out that last year? Nobody makes you You really think Michael Jordan gonna let him sit out that last year. Nobody makes you play. If he really felt that way, he would have sat his ass down. But you still got on that bus. Scotty is a team player. Team player. Well, that is his personality. That's why he's I think he's kind of a Well then just be a team player. Don't do it in the middle of the season. Like, I'm mad. I'm upset. I don't want to part of it. But okay, but think about it. He sorry. He'd been having those contract issues with them. We're going on from like what? The the third championship. That's so like five years. He's well, arguing. Well, with then them. bust a move. You gonna stay? You gonna leave? You want he the had rings? No you choice. want the, you want the, the rings or the checks? You requested a trade, hey, but then you stayed. Hey, the, sec- the second he got the second he was off that contract, he got the hell up out of there. Nah, man. Never look back. On, dog. Either you want the rings, or you want the Never money. Want you gotta pick one. <laughs> you ain't wrong. <laughs> That's not his fault. So uh, he obviously is taken out of a pivotal, uh, pivotal game because he can't see, and after that. I don't know who wrote this quote. All I know is I have this quote on hand, and someone wrote, uh, said that MJ can't lead teammates to a title like Larry or Magic. And then they end up sweeping Detroit in the 1991 Eastern Conference Finals, and I wrote here, Pistons and especially Isaiah Thomas are straight-up bitches for walking off the floor without shaking their hands. And that, <laughs> right after that, I wrote LMFAO. MJ said whatever Isaiah had to say about the walk-off was straight-up bullshit. There is no way you can convince me he wasn't an asshole. <laughs> Now, did you call the Celtics straight up bitches when they did it too? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna go back to that. Really, they, they did no, it first. Talk about that. Oh, they did do it. The, she said there is a. They arg- did it. No, they did it first. I don't know what you there want. There is an argument that at, back at that those times when teams won games, the fans rushed onto the court, and the Celtics were in the away arena while the Pistons were at a home arena. So nobody was gonna mob them, and they weren't in danger. That's not the reason why they walked off that court. Come on, bro. No, Come I on. actually, I actually think that's probably the because they oh, shook their hands. But even then, but even then, I think the Pistons should have shook their hands. I don't think they should have just with the. And then you even see Isaiah, no, I, Isaiah, Isaiah's doing like the, the yeah. yeah, doing. No, the, I, I agree, I agree. But man, this, the, the Isaiah Thomas slander has to slow down. No, a it bit. does because he, like no, I said, he's second much. greatest point guard ever. Who's y'all? It's just me. 
That is true. No, <laughs> it, it is all the Chicago natives. All right, that's a I'm lot sorry. of people. I, actually, I don't really, I don't like Isaiah Thomas Dude, at all. Why? why? But you like Chris Paul? Come I, on. When did I say those words? Didn't if you don't like Chris I'm Paul, a, I, don't, I, I'm a fan of his game. Dude, but Chris Paul, I but we don't hear Chris Paul. We don't hear what Chris Paul did. What Isaiah Thomas did. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but half the league hates Chris Paul, so it's really yeah. good. Well, that's their fault for hating Chris Paul. He's so then, whose fault did it? So then, whoever's part of the banana boat crew, you can't hate them. I'm just saying. I can't hate Melo just a little bit. No, you why? can't. Do you, do you really? No, I don't. Fed hates him too, and I don't know why. I don't, I don't hate him. I'm well, just we saying. We know why like, Fender if, hates him. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, after that, I wrote here, Air versus Magic in 1991 NBA Finals. <laughs> I was like, he switched hands in the air, y'all. Oh, my God. Nobody <laughs> ever he did, did that before. I know. It the was amazing. The greatest layup package It I've was so excellent. Hold on. Didn't have to. I just want to say, when... Um, the Heat were playing the Spurs in the finals, and they always had like great moments of the the finals beforehand, like the little clips. That was always my favorite clip. What not a, gonna lie. Uh, what not a spectacular lie. play by yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never liked that just because he was just doing it just because he could do it. Like, bro, just go no. for the finger roll. Who's this guy? Wait, hold on. Time out. I can't see where he's coming from because he's like, he I, I saw shit. a hand in my face. When you look Nobody at the replay, there. homeboy went like this. Yeah. <laughs> now he thought us, he, he could have yeah, 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 yeah. that shit. He was like, uh, yeet. And I wrote here, game five is the Paxson game. This is where Michael Jordan finally believes in his teammates and everything like that. And we flash forward back to 1997, and MJ says that if Phil does not return, that he is not returning. We go into episode five, and I cried a little bit, not going to lie. First thing, in loving memory of Kobe Bryant. So that yeah, sucks. I, I, I still cannot believe that he has passed. I, I'm one of those people. Um, I wrote here, Kobe's Bryant, youngest all-star in NBA history at nine years, five, uh, five months. 19 years. I, what did I say? Nine. Yeah. Oh, 19 years, five months. My bad. Larry Bird, coach of the East while MJ is playing. Do you guys think that's weird? It's odd. Like when Derek, when Derek Fisher was coaching and Jason Kidd were coaching, y'all didn't think that was weird? Like I played with you. How are you going to tell me how to coach? It's evolution. It's yeah. odd, but it's not new. It's not something... Yeah, it wasn't... I mean, that, that happened. I mean, Bill Russell played and coached. Exactly, yeah. That's weird. Jackson is, did too. Oh, no, no. Not what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And MJ in the locker room uh, had a quote that said, that little Laker boy is going to take everybody one-on-one. <laughs> that little Laker boy did. Um, and I wrote here again, fucking rip to Kobe, man. I'm upset. And Kobe, at the end of the game... Uh, said that MJ during the game was saying that he, if you ever need anything, give me a call. And he's like my big brother. What you get from him is what you get from me. I don't get my five championships without uh without him. And MJ to Kobe was saying that he will see Kobe down the road. MJ ends up winning the All-Star Game MVP. Do you know the context to him saying, I'll see you down the road comes from? No. Because they thought the Lakers were going to go to the finals that year. Really? Yeah, the Lakers, were. they lost in the conference finals to the Jazz. Didn't even realize that at all. Didn't realize that at all. Where's Air Jordan's? Uh, where the Air Jordan ones for the for his first game in the Garden, and it's his last shoe he's gonna wear in the Garden. I wrote the Converse weapons. Were they clean? The Converse weapons? They low key are though. Are they have you seen them in? Have you seen them in two K? They're kind of nice. They are kind of nice. They're kind of nice. Do you remember them? That up. I don't remember. Bad, bad for your feet, but no, they definitely fuck your feet. Up. That's what? one yeah. thing that I've always impressed me about Jordan. Playing in his own shoes. Have you played in Jordan before? It's not it. Mm, no. Mm-mm. Not good. Not well, good. we see when he, we see, you know, that he wanted to take his fucking... Them Jordan ones fucked him up. He fucked him up in that last game. <laughs> but 
uh, we obviously get into MJ's shoe deal here and how big uh, MJ was as a public figure. Converse said that we had great players. We don't envision you being ahead of them, which is fucking mind-blowing again. MJ wanted Adidas, and I wrote here, Adidas folded real hard. Best players around that time got $100,000, and MJ probably got $250,000 from Nike that day, uh, for his deal. When they signed the deal, they hoped that by the end of year four, they would have sold over $3 million worth of Air Jordans. By the end of year one, they sold over $125 million worth of Air Jordan 1s, which also... I don't, I don't believe that number, to be honest with you. You don't think so? I believe Why is that? Number. Over three years, yes. But over one year, selling that much? I, I believe it. Were, were he they, was, he were was they, hot back then. Were they, a hun- were they $100 at that time like they are now? No. They, yeah, they were $100 shoes. Were but they? think about it. Like, in 1986, he has the, what, the dunk contest he wins? Like, at that point, he's, he's already, people are already starting looking at him. He's the best player in the league. But do you think, think $100 shoes are selling like that at that time? Yeah. $100 shoes selling in, in any year. years, I can understand. Like, Jordan that's, developing that's over time, but... That's a quote. I'm just getting it from <laughs> yeah, the documentary. but that was, that was coming from his... Uh, that was coming from uh, <laughs> his, his, agent. his agent. So, I don't know. I, I think... I, I'm, I would believe it. a little bit. So. I mean, think about if... I mean, I know he Kobe wasn't as big um, shoe-wise at the time because MJ, but, like, if Kobe came out with some fire shoes... Because, also, remember, it wasn't just that he wore the shoes, too. The shoes look good. It got to be the shoes, it, Mars. It got to be the shoes. <laughs> I wrote that as a note. And also, Justin Timberlake? What the fuck? That is literally oh, yeah, my note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally came in for one K one take and dipped. Why they need him? I think he's friends with Michael Jordan, that's why. Like that? Well, so he was at the wedding. Was he? The the one that happened on Robin Thinks. Yeah, he was there. Oh. No, he didn't sing Robin Thinks thing, but he was, he was oh. there. All right. So like we were talking about uh, the Air Jordan ones against the Knicks by halftime, his feet are bleeding, but he has he's having a good game, so he doesn't want to take them off. And then this quote from Phil Jackson, I don't know what, what it came from. Um, you're only a, a success at the moment you perform a successful act. You have to do it again. That shit hit hard, dog. That shit hit hard in my heart. Um, Mike Wilson, or Mike Wilbon, I'm sorry, Mike Wilbon says that the 1992 team was the best pulls team ever. Do you guys agree? Because you said that it was the 96, 97 team, right? That you think is the best Bulls team I said 96 ever. as well. No, he said that. I said 96. You said 96, 97? Yeah. What do you guys have as the best Bulls team ever? Uh, for what My favorite is the 1990-91 team because I've read that, that Jordan Rules book about yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think it's the 95-96 team. I was just about to say 95-96. I, I agree with him. I think it's the 91-92 the team. Because if you think about it, like, B.J. Armstrong, like, starting to come along. They still got John Paxson. Horace Grant is, like, starting to become, like, an all-star like, level player. What, what was the year that they won 72? 95-96. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, 1992 NBA Finals versus the Portland Chair Blazers. MJ's quote right here. Clyde was a threat. I'm not saying he wasn't. But me, me being compared to him, I took offense to that. And I wrote here, LMFAO, NBA's final for most records – or for uh for most three pointers and a half, five. Wasn't it six? <laughs> no, it was five. <laughs> Clay Thompson does that in the fucking Fuck quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'd even I'd even do like I didn't even talk about the shrug. I just did the shrug emoji a million times. But I'd just like to add to that. Doesn't this Loki kind of help? I always look back to this game as Loki what helps his case for being the greatest is the fact that like he could shoot that well and th- three pointers that well in the finals. 
Because most players from that era, except for like really like Larry Bird, we don't consider them great Actual shooters. shooters yeah, <clears throat> Larry Bird, I consider a great shooter. No, I'm say, I said Other besides than, Larry Bird. Oh, like oh, you wouldn't oh, think oh. of Magic Johnson as a shooter. You don't no, think of Kareem. No, you don't no, think of Dominique. No. Like it's all. Tom, well, we know. Well, we know Dominique. That motherfucker know, but, was not a shooter. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like even Charles Barkley. Like a lot of the great. Even Scotty. A lot of the great I players from that era. What, wait, hold as on. As a three-point no, shooter? Wait, time out. Because Charles Barkley, one, you, who you're a fan of, is a great shooter. Two, Scottie Pippen, we literally said on this podcast that when you think of 3D mid-range, prototype. Mid-range. 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 Pippen? Yeah, mid-range. 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 When we mid-range. think of 3D he can prototype. Shoot it. He can, I see, I see, look, I was watching some playoff games last couple weeks, but def- yeah. But back then, that was kind of definitely a 3D. Not necessarily shooting a 3, but having some decent mid-range, range. Yeah. yeah. People weren't shooting threes like that, which I think kind of helped Jordan's case because he wasn't getting, I mean, maybe it was selected footage. But he wasn't getting guarded too much at the three point line. People were just kind of like, oh, "You yeah, really thought you shoot that?" Dunk on him. That's yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. All right. So he sets an NBA Finals record for thirty five points and a half. He ends up winning uh, the nineteen ninety uh, two Finals in Game Six. And you're gonna hear this a lot. Jerry Krause saying the team might be great, but the organization is the greatest of all time. Makes me want to drink bleach. There's two more. There's two more of those. I just want to. <laughs> so, for the first time ever, the team with mostly NBA players will be uh, competing in the Olympics in 1992. And my question to you guys is Was the icy relationship between MJ and Isaiah the reason he did not get selected for the Olympics? No. No. It's because nobody else nobody on the nobody nobody team wanted him. Steve? Nobody else liked him. All right. Nobody else. All right. Because that, that, that was obviously it, the biggest thing. I, but honestly, I still don't, I, I, I don't get an I never got an answer. I still don't know no. the legitimate no, reason why nobody likes him. Yeah. Everybody says, oh, the way he walked off the court or because of the bad boys, but there's no other real legitimate reason I mean, why we, nobody I likes him. I mean, we him. won't know, but I'm pretty sure there's, like, people don't just don't like people for no reason. He might have like no did some shit on the low. I don't know. Like, Magic Johnson don't have beef with nobody, just have beef with but nobody. No, but they said they did say he kind of had, like, a teacher's pet type of attitude towards, like, the league officials and type shit. You know what I mean? Like, I he was kind of just, like, playing up to them as opposed to... You know, I guess. I mean, a my, my only thing though is he should have definitely been on the team, especially looking back at it. I like John Stockton, but I don't think John Stockton should be there in in place of because I think who was the start? It was Magic and John Magic Stockton and John are the two Stockton, guards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, obviously, it's for it to be considered, and it's still to me arguably is the best Olympic team of all time, better than even the Redemption yeah. team. Yeah, I do. But uh, I still think that he should have been starting on the team, like. You can't take like that, and Shaq should have been on the team. Those are like my two biggest things. I think the biggest story is Shaq not being on the team. Nah, Isaiah is so? the bigger story. I get, I get why it is because it seems because like nobody knew how good not, Shaq was yeah, at that say, time. I'm not but, too mad about I'm not too mad about Shaq not being on the team because nobody's really sure about what how. But I'm confused why he's he not. That's what I'm saying. At at the level he was playing at, especially at that time, it doesn't make sense to me for him not to be on that team. He, who, no, who but was he, the college kid on that team? Christian um, Leitner was the best basketball player at the time. College basketball player. He was the best college basketball player at that time. I, I, I would take Shaq over. Him, but that's like, but but that's like interesting, though, if you think about it. There might be some policies behind on it. The low, but on the low key, though, Christian Leitner kind of made the team better because Shaq, the floor spacing would have been atrocious. Yeah, point. yeah, that yeah. is true. It would have been really bad. So it made sense. I wrote next. Fuck Isaiah Thomas. <clears throat> oh my God. Yo, yo, yeah, you have to chill so, out with Isaiah Slander, dog. You know let really it go. Funny? Let it go. I just want to mention this really quick. What? Then we can move on. Okay. So I, I said earlier, man, Chicago natives really have whatever beef it is with all the freaking uh, bad boy Pistons players. One of my cousins, he's a Chicago native. One thing he said I'll never forget. If you put Bill Lambeer, Saddam Hussein, and Adolf Hitler in a room, 
And he had he a gun. Bl- he was shoot Bill Lambier twice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Freaking I know. ridiculous. Man, Chicago fans can say whatever the fuck they want. They wasn't mad when Dennis Rodman slid over, all right? Exactly. And this, big my facts. cousin is a big, big Dennis Rodman fan. They wasn't okay. complaining you about that what? shit. I, I kind of want a Dennis Rodman jersey now. That shit clean. That though. black one with the red stripes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With say the less. stripes. Say less. With the pink okay. stripes, yeah, it's amazing. So... Michael uh, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird were taking a picture, and I like this quote from Magic Johnson. Uh, You can't get too close to Michael. You'll get called for a foul. As they were taking a picture, I kind of like that. Next one, Robert, I know you're going to say some shit about this next note that I took. If Croatia had built a basketball powerhouse, then J.R. Smith knew what the score was at the end of the game. Because that bullshit is a fucking lie. What do you mean? Croatia is not a basketball powerhouse. And I know you're going to back up two on a Kukoc on this shit. Croatia is a basketball Kukoc powerhouse. Kukoc was amazing. Look at, look at all the players that came from Croatia following that. Dragic, Luka. Dragic, Luka. That's it. Hello? <laughs> look, look. At that time, now look. A lot of those countries got divided and a little stuff. Like even port, like Latvia. I paid attention. Yeah. I paid attention. Okay, but I'm just saying, like World at history. that time they were. At that time they were. They were. They were what? Uh, what was it? Who did it? Argentina, like in 04, what they ended yeah. up becoming. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. But I just want to point out though, you, you skipped over one point. I do love the part in the game when like Michael Jordan starts talking shit to them, and he's like, "It was y'all. It's my league oh, no, now." No, 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 no. Oh, you I, still I got that? Get, I was oh, you gonna get there? Get there? All right, my bad. I took notes, my brother. <laughs> worry about that. I wrote here that Tony Kukoc gets drafted by the Bulls in the 1990 NBA draft. Jerry saying Tony Kukoc is going to be the future of the Chicago Bulls makes me want to drink bleach part two. And then we obviously, this is where I'm getting or what you talked about, Robert. Leave Kukoc for Scotty and MJ. You guys know how much uh, Tony Kukoc scored that night? Solid four points. Homeboy got off. The second game he came back. But did they win though? Yeah, but they weren't going to win. Come on, but he played mean, better. But it's going against the dream team. Yeah, and he played <laughs> really good. Like, Nobody. But they said Croatia was a basketball a, powerhouse. That's how they're yeah, gonna they are, but compared, people. but that's literally that's the best you can get compared to the dream team. Versus you can't get any better than that. If they would have did what they were doing before, whether they're what sending out like just like college players or Team USA, yeah, like, it was just college. regular people, yeah. they would have got stomped. They wouldn't even made it to the final. I'm not gonna lie. One interesting take that I did take from watching this series and and especially this episode that I realized looking back at the league now is. The league is so much better now that they have international players. Yes. Like, if you look at the level, level of competition when it's just, no offense, mainly American players, it's not as great. Like, the international players, they add a certain flavor to the game. They have a lot more fundamentals. Like, yeah, the highlights are good, but a lot more better team basketball. That is true. This is true. They obviously had the gold medal game versus Croatia where the dream team obviously won. I wrote here, <laughs> Michael Jordan hides Reebok logo with the USA flag, LMAO. Legendary. <laughs> August 1991, the Gatorade commercial comes out with Be Like Mike. And then I wrote here again, President Barack Obama. Say it louder for the people in the back. And this, this right here is what pisses me off about the LeBron James hatred and the Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. I'm scared. This, this, has, this, right this has nothing to do with basketball. It, but if, if LeBron James said that on a national scale, Robert, are you fucking kidding in me? In this era. But you got it. But look. In, Hold on. Let me just, okay, let me just say it for Khalil if he remembers. So, um, uh, North Carolina. Ah, I knew this was it. North yeah. Carolina had a black uh, Senate, Senate race? So, yeah. Senate race, black guy versus white guy. White guy, extremely racist. Okay, very extremely racist. Republicans buy Nikes too. That's what MJ said. Now, think about that, Khalil. LeBron James, Le- Le- LeBron James says that. 
Mm-hmm. Man's getting fucking here's, fired in the here's, streets. Here's the thing. I'm not necessarily expecting Michael Jordan to stand up or be, you know, a, pati- a political leader. Social or anything justice like that. warrior. I, I got this. I got this. Right, I'm gonna bad. take care of you. Don't worry. Right. He's still. He's still. He's he's still wrong. But I'm gonna take care of you. Like he doesn't have to be the guy to stand up for all black people and say what's right. I understand that a hundred percent. But what you should have did is just not say a fucking word. Bingo. That's the difference. Just be like, I don't do politics. I'm gonna stay out of it. But now you had to make a snarky ass comment. That's what got you caught. It's Michael just be Michael. quiet. There's power in just being quiet. Just be like, hey, I'm uneducated in this situation. I don't know. So I'm just going to leave it. Stay out of it. You can't. There's no sound bite there if you just say, I don't know. But you just had to say, oh, Republicans buy sneakers too. Fam. Come That's on. his personality. That's what always bites him in the And ears. I know he's like, oh, well, it's just a joke. Yeah, okay. Come on, bro. All right. So 1997 tickets go on sale at the Chicago Stadium on Saturday at 10 by noon. The whole season was sold out. We go to episode six, which is the greatest moment in this whole entire documentary. Okay, I don't care what anyone says ever. MJ's guard whips his ass in quarters and then is, does his own shrug against him. Greatest man I've ever seen in my life. Jerry Curl, Amazing. the whole nine. Greatest moment in the whole entire documentary. <laughs> Rest in peace to him, too. He died like a couple years ago. Yeah, yes, yeah. for sure. And I found this out. He got an Air Jordan tattoo. Somewhere on his body. I forgot where it was, but he ended up getting an Air Jordan tattoo. Oh, his guards loved him. Yeah, they were like his best friend. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll get to that about Gus, obviously. Because nobody else wanted to be his friend. Don't treat him like Isaiah Thomas. Don't do that. Don't treat him like Isaiah Thomas. All right. So, we're in 1997. They're one game away from clinching home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Against Horace Grant and Orlando. We'll end up getting to that in a second. Win number 60 on the season. Scotty Pippen's quote, I don't know why y'all filming us. We don't want y'all filming us drinking no beer. <laughs> the Jordan Rules, quote unquote, which I ended up reading this book. I don't know, I don't know if I said that earlier. I read yeah. this mm-hmm. book yeah. in Mr. Donaldson's class. Great Sam book. Ve- yes, yeah. Sam Smith. In the book, we'll get, which we'll talk about Horace Grant. Sam Smith says that Horace Grant was his go-to. Mm-hmm. In the book, and it's... But- just Go. because he said that who's his go-to doesn't mean he was the only person that yeah. he was going Very to. Very true. That is the big difference. Very true. So releases, uh, it releases sparking controversy that Jordan isn't the perfect person that everybody thinks is. Homie punch Will Purdue in practice. <laughs> but we obviously know the Steve Kerr moment too. Uh, Michael believed that Horace Grant was the one telling Sam Smith everything that went on behind the scenes. 1992-1993. Uh, the roadblock to a three-peat was the New York Knicks. We had them in the conference finals in 1993, down 2-0 in the series heading to Chicago. Reports come out, MJ seen at Atlantic Casino at 2.30 a.m. the day before game two. Now, which is worse, playing golf with a, with, with a competitor or being at an Atlantic Casino at 2.30 a.m. before a finals game? Does it matter if you drop 50 the next game? Either way. It doesn't. It doesn't. But if he didn't drop 50, <laughs> he lost. But that's what made him so great. That's really what made him True. so great. He could back it up. He but, could chew and walk. Going but it back doesn't make it right. Jordan was always a gambler, man. That's just another gambler. Hey, hold on. Oh. I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competitive problem. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I actually agree with him. I totally understand that. I don't think he had, I don't think he had. I don't think he had a gambling problem. I think he legit. I think he did it for money, but Robert, I think there's what? nothing wrong with being competitive. But when you put money on the line, that's gambling yeah. all the time. What are you talking about? Different. 
If you, you got the be, money, I mean, but like he said, I can play my. Oh, well, I, we're, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to oh, that in the money. Okay. We're gonna get to the no, money. Not the in money. A second. Wait, do you have the part? I, 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 I haven't d- seen I it. I took intensive ass notes. Do you have? Me. Do you have the the interview where he has the shades on? He's yeah, like, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, that's the same minute. That's where. Isn't that where? He no, said it's that? not this one. It's, okay. it's like it's later. It's okay. later on. So this is when we obviously we talked about it. We this is when we talk about MJ's quote unquote gambling problem. Michael Jordan did not go to the White House in 1991 because he was out gambling with fucking Slim Bowler, okay? (laughs) Slim Bowler in 1991 was brought up on drug and money laundering charges. Federal agents found a check made out from Michael Jordan to Slim for $57,000. Robert, that's not a gambling problem? No, but let's think about this. (laughs) No, I'm just being honest. Let's think about this for real, though. $57,000 $57,000 might be something to us. Don't, no, at, no, even no, even no, at no, that no, time, no, what's $57,000 no, to Michael Jordan? We're not doing a ratio, oh, just because it's not a lot of money to him, it's not gambling. It's still gambling. So if, if I, I go to the casino and play penny slots, I'm still gambling. But that so doesn't mean you have a gambling problem. You just like to, get, you just like, you just like Robert, to win. <laughs> why are we doing this, bruh? The man don't have a gambling problem, for real. Hold on, hold on. Come on. He, guess what, guys? He admitted in court he was repaying a gambling debt after lying, saying he was giving him a loan. <laughs> well, I mean, at the time, and he then, didn't want it to be known that he's losing to a yeah, man and coming then, up on wait, drug wait, 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 wait. There's more. The Michael, the Michael and Me book makes the claim that Michael Jordan owed Richard Esquinas, general manager of the San Diego Sports Arena, more than $1.2 million because of gambling on their golf matches. And then this is where the quote comes out. I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competition problem. <laughs> so... But when he was in court, he admitted that he said it was a loan because he didn't want to admit that it was no, a debt. He said he said it was a loan first, but then he eventually admitted that right. it was a debt that he spent back. So what does that say about someone? They're trying it's to cover it up. Problem. It's clearly I just love in the interview with Amari Shah, he got the shades on and he did the whole classic. Yeah, he and he's like, I got to sell my watch. He did like one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but that's the thing, though. See... People think that just because like a gambling problem is coupled with losing all your money and losing everything you had because you gambled. That's not necessarily true. You can still have a gambling problem and still hold on to a, quite a, a lot of money. The man was out here flicking quarters at a wall, putting twenty dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah. a game. Like that's, that's not gambling. Come but on. you gotta lie. It's it's, Come one, on, it's some gambling. of the most entertaining parts of the series. That, it, yeah, it was entertaining, but it's still gambling at the end of the day. I compare that to like a functioning alcoholic. Doesn't mean they're not an alcoholic. That is true. This okay, is because you have a, yo, that's a fucking See, solid point. That is true. That's a fucking solid point. You can have point. a full time job, take care of your kids and all that, but if you pop open a beer the second you get home, yeah. you're still an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So he ends up refusing to talk to the media during during the gambling quote unquote onslaught. Uh, and I don't know why I wrote this, Robert. Um, maybe you remember. Nick Center Charles Smith needs to never play the game of basketball again. Because man's kept he going up the for the kept re- yeah. getting the rebound. Yeah. Kept missing. Yeah. The easiest yeah. layup of his yeah. life. Multiple. And he got Multiple. blocked like five times. Okay, now I remember. I, and like, I, I totally, I totally forgot about that. Rewatching the play, we watching that shit during the documentary, I held my breath for like 10 seconds. I'm like, is that shit going to go in? <laughs> Knowing it's not going to go in, but I'm still hoping like, please go in. And it never it was did. so easy. He legit could have just dunked just it too. Just choke but. job, man. He couldn't have done that. He ain't bounce like that. Don't do it. <laughs> so, so 1993 NBA Finals versus the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns League MVP <clears throat> Charles, Charles Barkley, Barkley, Sir Charles, the, Sir Sir Charles, Sir, Sir Charles the Barkley the third. Before Game One, he ends up breaking the media silence to talk specifically to Ahmad Rashad, and this is obviously where you got it with the glasses and everything like that. And even Ahmad Rashad comes out and is like, 
Why the fuck was he wearing the glasses during that fucking interview? Stupid. <laughs> hey, that's what I like about him. He always kept it real. I always like that about him. Uh, so MJ's quote, you can have league MVP. I'm going to get this. And then Charles Barkley, after I think it was game six or game, game five, five. Game five. He says, take that shit off the windows to all the Chicago Bulls fans saying that they were going to win and everything like that. John Paxson hits game six winner. Only pay, only points made by another Bulls player besides Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter. There was 15 minutes in a quarter, ladies and gentlemen. Legendary. John Paxson made the last shot of the fucking fourth quarter. I just want to point out. <laughs> exactly. I just want to point out. Horace Grant had a wide open shot. That man passed that ball like it was hot potato. He wanted what? no parts of that open layup. I'm sorry, Steve. Go. Continue. No, go. I was going to say, would you trust Horace Grant with that shot? As he was right by the rim. I know y'all seen it. No, he was, he was but this close. is this he could have dunked that. This is what I was gonna get to later. When Steve Kerr says, Don't worry, I got this. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What if Steve Kerr misses that shot? What if Horace Grant misses that shot? Michael Jordan gonna be on his ass. Horace Grant didn't want none of that. <laughs> I think it makes sense Horace Grant passed the ball because that's really not his job. It's you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to hit he, a he, wide yeah. open dunk no, on the no, baseline. If we, no, if we think about he it, Robert. That close, no, dude. Rob. Fam, he's like right. You you have to be honest. He could have dunked it if he wanted. Rob, to. if we're being honest, though, in in the terms of you know history in the NBA, it's a better moment. We don't go to the power forward or the center for the game winner. Yeah. We go to the fucking guards. Yes, we, I go to Chris Bosh. And to be fair, how many game wins have we seen by a dunk? It's never been that Josh easy. Smith. It's never been that easy. Huh? Josh Smith. Josh Smith did the right Point zero zero two on the Stop fucking line. But it. that rarely ever happens. Especially on a dunk, it rarely ever happens. This makes me realize Josh Smith is pretty clutch. He got three pointer. He's made some three pointer game okay. winners. All right, we're getting okay, off track. We're, we're getting off track. We're getting off track. Uh, we flash forward to 1998. The Bulls finished a regular season with a 62-20 record, tying the Utah Jazz for the best record in the league, and they start the playoffs against the New Jersey Nets. Episode seven starts off with Jerry Krause having a a post uh, post production meeting, a press conference. I'm fucking stupid. And I wrote right here, first note, Jerry Krause going after the king, Craig Sager, about the backstabbing that is going on in the organization makes me want to drink bleach part three. <laughs> I told you there was more. You're disgusting. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. Obviously, I just wrote 1998 first round versus New Jersey, Met, uh, New Jersey Nets. 96-93 win, but everyone on the side of the, side of the court says MJ looks mentally and emotionally drained. July 23rd, 1993, James Jordan reported missing, was missed for three weeks. August 13, 1993, body of James Jordan had been found in a creek between the border of South and North Carolina. He was shot once in the chest. And obviously, dude, this shit, this, I, I wrote it right here. The fact that they thought Jordan's gambling addiction was the cause of James Jordan murder boggles my fucking mind. Boggles it. It's really crazy. It's just a straight up robbery. Oh my, it is. It's robbing. Like, it, well, go. Yes, no, please yes, talk. It, yes, please. it is. But there's nothing. Well, the, the, they try to tie it into something. That's the reason. The media wanted to tie it into something that Michael Jordan personally did. To put blame on. But it wouldn't be too far off if something like that happened. Not in that sense where like he's like literally sleeping in a parking lot and some random people just pull up on him. But if somebody ran him down in the street or some shit like that because of gambling, that could have been a thing. But I don't think Jordan was like in debt to so many crazy people that he would have done that, you know, something like that would have happened to him. Steve, what about you? What do you think about all that? Because <laughs> I really hate on Jordan for so many years. But... 
The thing is, you, you it, don't you don't come at a person like that it's with wrong. with that it's, th- with that kind of issue. It's wrong because especially right after. Right, and obviously he's had situations that gambling had to come up as an issue. That is not the time to bring that up, and it's not the time to put blame on him when his dad just passed away. Um, I think that goes into the problem with the media, bro. They definitely are gonna do whatever they can to get under the skin of someone they hate. In the documentary mm-hmm. that goes for, there's so many times where they would praise Michael Jordan. At some point, they're gonna try to hate on him, and as soon as they find that one thing, they're gonna like exploit that to the most they can. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. It is sad that you know somebody's dad passed away and they're just gonna keep coming at you, but uh, I hate to bring it up, but Kobe passed away and look what they brought up. A lot of people brought up the whole yeah. allegations. The, sec- the second oh, he passed, fuck, yeah. the first yeah, thing they yeah. did is, oh, remember this thing he did years yeah. ago? It's like, and come on. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with didn't do, didn't do, allegedly. Whatever. He was proven not guilty. He was proven. Yeah. Well, Anyways, okay, that's okay. <laughs> that's a conversation on. for Let's another day. So. I wrote here, Michael wants to retire, but Ryan Zorf says you're not allowed to make a decision until you talk to Phil. Meeting is held in Ryan Zorf's office, which is Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson. MJ went through hell and back the past year, so Phil understood and did not fight it. He ends up throwing the first pitch at the World Series game. Now, this is where I was pissed off with Jerry Krause. I, you cannot tell me anything fucking different. Throws out the first pitch at the World Series game. Michael Jordan is in there with Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Krause, Phil Jackson, the whole, his family, everybody. In a, in a suite. Jerry Reinsdorf tells Jerry Krause that MJ is going to retire. But somehow the story leaks. Hold up, Robert, shut the fuck up. How does it leak, Krause? How, Sway? <laughs> you don't have the answers. Word, okay? Word you don't have the, the answers. Word on Press the conference was held the next morning for an official statement. Word on the street is that somebody else knew that he was going to retire before, and so they the there was a there was a um a writer who found out the story before it got announced. He knew like earlier in the day, and there was a writer who Jordan had told the year before at the um yeah, Dream yeah, Team. Right. Yeah, I, yes, said, yeah. I wrote I wrote it in my notes. I know I'm I just letting it. you know. So it. <laughs> it was it was it not like he leaked the story. It was it was coming out, and people knew. Yeah, but all of a sudden during the World Series game, and then they have a World Series uh interview. While the game is going on. But well, what does that do for Jerry Krause to leak that well, story? That's it, what I'm saying. You know, How does that benefit him? Jerry Krause does not like any of those Bulls' main players. We see this throughout the fucking documentary. He drafted Robert. all of them. How can you I don't like care. He, that like doesn't, he, he, he drafted. He, wait, time out. Time out. Relationships change, Robert. He drafted Jordan in 85. He fucking drafted Scottie Pippen in 1990. He got Phil Jackson in 1991. And then he ends up getting Dennis Rodman in 1993. From, from 85 to 98, that's 13 years where relationships could change. I I'm un- not hanging I out with the same people that, that I'm hanging I, out with 13 years ago. I, well, I mean, you wouldn't. How old are you now, sir? Oh, my God. I'm okay. just saying. Okay. Well, wait. Don't you, didn't you know Steve? I did. But that was... Okay. Oh, got Different. your ass. All right. <laughs> next. All right. So he retires but doesn't close the door on returning. Speculation on gambling addiction again rises. Quote, was this a secret suspension? Suspension? I don't, I don't think that's a true story. Oh, Khalil, 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 Khalil making the emoji. I'm putting on a tinfoil hat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying they kicked him out of league because of gambling. Nah, I don't think so. I think, I think he was legitimately just tired. He was just tired of playing. Like, to be fair, the man was going to the finals over and over and over. Like, you play longer than his father just died. Yeah, you play longer than anybody else. Your father just passed away. I'd probably kind of get tired of sports too, especially when everybody's in your face. Like, every question is gambling. 
are you going to win another championship? Your dad passed away. Like, at some point, I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to do this you anymore. You're a dick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you want to just yeah. take a break. I'm, I'm not too mad at him for that. I get you. So, June 1992, we flash back. This is what you were talking about, Robert. Um, tells Mark Vanel he's going to shock the world and quit and go play baseball. So February 7th, 1994, he ends up having a tryout on a fucking basketball gym <laughs> and gets an invitation from the Chicago White Sox to participate in spring training in Sarasota. Jerry Reinsdorf continued paying MJ's basketball contract. I wrote here, GOAT owner. Was in double-A strictly for the press because if they put him in single-A, single-A wasn't going to be able to handle the press like the double-A was going to be able to. Birmingham Baron jerseys are clean as fuck. And I did not realize that said Terry Francora... Francona was the manager, which is something I didn't know. Do you know who Terry Francona is? I have no uh, Khalil? Clue. Steve? Cubs owner? I mean, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. The Red Sox manager, manager mm-hmm. when they won the 2004 World Series, when they broke oh, the curse shit. of the Great uh-huh. Bambino. Yep. I didn't oh. know he was the manager of the Birmingham Barons at that time. Look at the greatness rubbing off on him. Exactly. Oh, my God. And then I wrote here, little white kid stops traffic to get autographed from MJ, something I would have done. Yeah, he geez, actually. If we did that, there would have been a problem. A, a, <laughs> Can we just take a small intermission? Jordan's car collection was yeah, a chef's kiss, Beautiful. chef's kiss, oh, oh. and the license yeah, plate. Yeah, that's what it's called, dog. He was oh, not he trying had, to be he discreet. Had one that said two tray or some shit. Yeah, tray and one that said like, air. Oh my god, this man's cold, dog. <laughs> uh, he ends up starting a, uh, his baseball career on a 13-game hitting streak, <laughs> and then I wrote right after that, homie couldn't hit the curveball. Sports <laughs> Illustrated says Jordan. <laughs> Sports Illustrated says Jordan and the White Sox were embarrassing for baseball which shocked me, hit 202 and had 50 RBIs. And then... What does that mean? Because uh, I don't 50 Runs batted in. He had 50 guys come across uh, the plate after four. he hit the ball. Yeah. Okay. Um, we flash back to 1997. <laughs> Scott Burrell. This was a documentary. I, we wrote it on Twitter. This was a documentary about Scott Burrell overcoming bullying. <laughs> This man, this man kind of came after him. He took it like a champ. For real. He, he really did, like though. He really did. And he got a ring out of it. Look yeah, at exactly. I wrote here, Scott Burrell going in the post against MJ in practice, and MJ just standing there made me choke on my water. (laughs) And then this is where MJ's uh, trash talking comes into light with everything that he said, saying, you know, had his quote-unquote mamba mentality going after everybody on the team. Um, October 1993, this is when his first workout without MJ. This is Scotty's time to shine. And this is where I this is where it made me become a fan of him. I actually want his jerseys as well. Michael Jordan, he not it took need you it. this long to to finally realize how great. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not like I was a fan of oh, him, okay. but not like a full blown fan where I actually wanted his jersey after this documentary. So that's fair. Where Rodman you, first, then Pippen. Quick question: So have you on the small forward rankings? Have you moved him up on your list now, or he was lower before? Who did you have him behind before? Now you have him ahead. Well, of. there's a lot, bro. There's I mean, lot small forwards. I mean, I feel like it's top, a, top. I think he, I thought he was always a top five small forward. I think so. But you too. might have to update that list because a lot of people since like the 2010s, there's a lot of people that you might have to arguably put in there. What you yeah. mean? Are we counting Kevin Durant's small yeah, forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. LeBron, 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 KD, KD Larry, Larry Bird, Larry Bird, Scotty, and Irv- and um, Dr. J. Julius That's my five. I would put, I would have put Julius in front, but maybe after this. After just because of the documentary, oh no, Doctor J was something different. He got I, it I don't know Doctor J. Just because of the documentary is what I'm saying. I know Steve. He's your number one overall all time, no matter what. I know. Don't worry. Don't worry. I live and die by that. I don't care. I wrote here. Bulls still did great without him. Team ball. Phil's Jackson triangle was ran to perfection. Best coaching of Phil Jackson's career. July nineteenth, nineteen ninety three. Tony Kukoc officially becomes a member of the Bulls. 
the Eastern Semis versus the Knicks. Play drawn. This is what I'm talking about. Play drawn for Tony Kukoc to hit the last second shot. Knicks lead series 2-0. Scotty gets pissed and says he's not going into the game. Are you in or out? And he says, I'm out. Are you against Scotty on this? I am. You are. All right, that was the one time that I think he was wrong. He's yeah. not a he's not a closer. Wait, hold on. And then I wrote Kukoc hit the fucking shot LMFAO. He, yeah, that's what <laughs> he And does. that's what makes the uh uh Phil Jackson a great coach. What is rule number one I always say? Know your person though. He knew <laughs> yeah. he knew the man could make shots. That is in, true. In those moments especially. He knew yeah, he knew he was used to doing that. Scotty Scotty's a facilitator. All right. All right. So teammates say Scotty quit on the team. Bill Wellington makes a speech and saves the Bulls out of all people, LOL. <laughs> and then I wrote here, Pippen makes the Ewing his bitch <laughs> because Yo, of that dunk. That dunk oh is like God. all time. Like, when he pushes him and walks over and him. And he stares too. at him too like he's a bitch. Like, and then okay. he, came, he came after Spike, remember? Yes, exactly. Right yes, that. yes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they lost in game seven uh, to the Knicks in the Garden. We flash forward again to 1998, game two versus the Nets where they win 96 to 91. 1998, game three versus Nets wins 116 to 101. I wrote sweep, like skip. <laughs> Winning and leadership has a price. Fuck being a nice guy. That's what MJ said. And then this is what MJ was talking about with the whole trash talking thing. He would never make his other teammates do something that he couldn't fucking do. And then. That is true. And then another quote, another quote that fucking Kobe probably would have had implanted in his fucking brain. He wasn't really a nice guy. He may have been a tyrant. And, well, that's because you never fucking won anything. Fucking chef's kiss. But you know what this means, though, right? Especially once you find out that um, Kobe basically used to talk to Michael Jordan all the time. He probably was instilling all of this in him. So of course. if you have yeah. love for Kobe, you That's where Mamba mentality came from, yeah. Came that's, from the Jordan mentality. Yeah, just showed up at practice one day, just started elbowing Scola, Louis Scola for no reason, and just started talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's where all that came from. I'm not... No, I was just like, yeah, it has to come from somewhere just because, you know, uh, you know, I mean, you can kind of create your own things, your own narratives to push you, but you had to look up to somebody. I'm not going to make my argument for Dr. J, but, you know, MJ would sell, tell you, actually, I think it was in the 2009 interview where he okay. said he doesn't like being called the greatest. Because everybody had their own error. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think for me personally, like, I don't know about y'all, but like seven and eight were like my personal favorite episodes. Because I feel like you really got to understand who he was. Yeah, we all knew he was a dick and he'd say some, like, crazy stuff sometimes. But you kind of start to really understand where it came from. And it was just a, a spot just really trying to be successful. And I really feel like just not even in sports, like, this is the type of mentality that leads you to be successful in life. Like, having this type of mentality. Like, really trying, winning at all costs and really going the extra mile. Because sometimes people know they could, they get, and they just don't really want to go there. There's nothing wrong with pushing your teammates to be the best that they can be, but there is a way that you can go about it. And you don't always have to take the Kobe or Jordan route. But at the time, he understood who, to, who he needed to push and who he didn't need to push. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do, he wasn't, he wouldn't call him, he wouldn't call him Dennis Robin no hope. Because he wasn't beating Dennis Robin. But but I'm saying he, he, can, he can bully anybody else in that team. He's not he, bullying Dennis. He Robin. knew who he could push around and who he could. Yeah, but but that but that's the whole point but of see, managing. A, it's like Phil Jackson. Like Phil Jackson knew who he needed to talk to and who he'd be like, all right, but do yeah, do but whatever what, you want. What's the point that's of being true. a manager if you're just picking your battles though? If somebody needs improvement, you should be able to have sit down with them and actually say, hey, like we need to work on this. Not but just, it did I'm work out bully. though. He got Scott. He got Scott Burrell to play better. Yeah, so it, it did it, work out. So he knew what he was doing. I love Scott Burrell, but it's Scott Burrell. Like, come on. But do you need, he needed Scott no, Burrell at some point no, to come and play. But like, you, you needed, needed him. But he did need Scott Burrell to be at a certain level. And that was his thing. He needed people it. to be at a certain level. That is, That's what made those teams so great. That 
that is true. But I'm saying when you pick and choose your battles, it's, it's, it's one thing. It says a lot about leadership when you only pick and choose the ones you know you can get over. Like, but if you're not taking on a challenge of making somebody better who needs improvement, like if you don't want to take those project mm-hmm. challenges to make it better, then eh. But I mean, when Kobe did this, a lot of people didn't have, like when Kobe used to go after the Lakers teams and like those last couple years he was playing when they were like not really good. He's going after like Jordan Hill and Jeremy Lin and Nick Young. That's because they were bummy. They were trash. He okay, they but needed it. Yeah, but, also, but, but that one's also different because half the time he wasn't even playing anyway. So that's true. but when that's he was playing, he was he was get, he was going after them. But that's fair because he could pick on those guys. Ain't nobody gonna stop him and say, "No, nah, you bucking out." It's his team too. It's different. I mean, Nick boys. Young tried. I wouldn't say tried. He didn't. I mean, they had like their little back and forth at practice and shit, but it's not like they were like feuding with each other, just like out in the open like that. And he was basically number two on that team. Uh, Nick Young? Nick Young, yeah. Yeah, well, Car- him and Carlos Boozer, but yeah. Boozer. Boozer. <laughs> okay. So. Carl Malone Jr.? So. Ah, Whoa. I would not We'll be get into it later. Say. We'll get into it later. <laughs> we will get into it later, but I don't think it's that crazy. But okay. So after after the, after that quote, we go into episode eight where the 1998 East Semis versus the Charlotte Hornets. Game one, 83-70. And then I wrote here, next note, BJ Armstrong greater than Michael Jordan. <laughs> Game two, 78-76. Charlotte, March 1993, we flash back. The game of LeBradford Smith. Oh, yeah. Chicago wins 107-99. Nice game, Mike, said LeBradford. LeBradford had 37. But Mike played like dog shit. Next night, okay, so LeBradford Smith had 37 in the, in the whole game. Next night, MJ scores 36 in the first fucking half, and I wrote LeBradford Smith as my hero. <laughs> What's, up with Jordan? What's up with Jordan taking everything personal? That's what made him live, though. Life. You just made the list. You have no friends. But you just made the list. That's you. what made Chris Jericho great. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a character. Oh, he was playing a character. <laughs> Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. All right, stop it. Uh-uh. So we flash back to 1998, game three. BJ had two points on one of shedding, uh, one of seven shooting, and wins 103 to 89. Game four, 94 to 80 Bulls. Game five, 93 84 Bulls. I wrote here, gentlemen, sweep. Next matchup versus the Indiana Pacers. So we go back to Michael Jordan's baseball career. Jerry Reinsdorf saying that MJ, if he stayed with baseball, he would have went to the MLB. I wrote here, he's high. I don't, I don't disagree with that. He would have went to I the think MLB. he could have. He would have made it. He was getting he better. Was, he was batting 202 with 50 RBIs. He just started playing. He was 31 years old and just started playing baseball. Well, then don't say he was going to the MLB. No, it but he was time, picking it up. He was picking it up. He well, got there. I think Clay would know Tim Tebow play. played in Major League Baseball. He's not in Major He's League not, Baseball. He's he on Double A. No, but he, he he eventually got he played in the MLB con- game. Did he did he get a contract. He played for the Mets. I was supposed to say didn't get him. No, he's with the Mets affiliate. affiliate. No, but he eventually played in. No, the MLB. he did not. He's never played in the MLB no, game. No, please look, look it up. Like, keep going. Please look it up. He hasn't played official game. So Jordan walks out of the White Sox camp because this is when the the strike was going on. And then I wrote here, BJ Armstrong should have been a recruiter in college for getting MJ to go to practice to say quote unquote hello <laughs> after having some pancakes. So March 10th, 1995, Scotty on TV puts up the MJ shoes and tells him to come back. March 18th, 1995, Homeboy sends one fax and one fax only. Two words. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Nine, uh, 94, 94-95, uh, the Bulls were 34 and 31, missing an interior presence. Horace Grant ends up not getting re-signed and goes to play with Orlando. March 19th, 1995, MJ's first game back versus the Indiana Pacers. Homeboy wore number 45. <laughs> Wait, 
wait. Okay, this now this is my second time reading this. He wore his shorts backwards for his first game back. And why did I not know this information beforehand? I did not know that. I did not know. We all know that he wore his North Carolina shorts underneath his fucking Chicago. We did. How do I not know this information that he wore shorts backwards in a game? So he ends up scoring 19 points, 7 to 28 from the field. Um, Chicago versus New York was the quote unquote double nickel game. Numbers is numbers is boo boo. Number yeah. <laughs> James Harden numbers right there. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the 1995 Eastern Conference Semis versus the Orlando Magic and Horace Grant. Game one gets ball stolen by Nick Anderson in closing seconds. Still has a chance to win the game with the last socket shot, but throws the ball away. Homeboy did not have ice in his veins that night. He threw the ball away. That is not like Jordan Robert. He was coming back from. I'm just saying. LeBron would have made that pass. <laughs> Anyway, that wasn't that wasn't twenty three. That's the wait. Oh no! Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna get to we're gonna get to your other homeboy in a second. My next note, quote unquote, forty five is in twenty three. Nick Anderson says and ruins Orlando Magic career forever. Jordan took it personal. (laughs) What do you fucking ruins Orlando franchise forever? Nick Anderson twice he did that. Twice. I mean, I would have said really once because they won that series. It's just the next year. It's just after that That they lost to the Rockets. I mean, all right, all right, all right, all right. Game two, MJ comes back with the number 23 and wins 104-94. Game three, Orlando wins 110-101, to and Orlando ends up winning the series 4-2. So, MJ comes back from baseball, starts getting this freaking Mamba mentality in him. Does not have basketball weight. He has baseball weight. He goes to his agent or his personal trainer. I'm sorry. If you're going to sit down and take three hours out of your day to watch me on TV, I have an obligation to give you my best at all time. Space Jam starts film production. Quote, unquote, the Jordan Dome was born. Had the greatest pickup games in the history of NBA basketball. I did not know about that till this episode. Ste- are you fucking kidding me, Steven? I did not know about that. That's like a mythical creature, the, the pickup games that we're talking. It was a beautiful Are you for real? I heard about them. I like all the players. Uh, I heard about all of them. And yeah. wow, I was little. Do you really didn't know about that at all? I didn't know they had a pickup game. No. Reggie Miller, Jawan Howard, Patrick Shaq, Ewing. I heard, was there. Shaq was there. Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah every, all dudes, of them. Which yep. is amazing. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he actually says the agent, or not the agent, the personal trainer, that he wanted young guys there so MJ could fucking run with them yeah, yeah. so Keep he can up. get his fucking And scout back. everybody. And scout everybody. Yes, sir. Which, <laughs> which actually, is another thing in its own. I wrote that right here, Robert. He used it as scouting report for players. Would that's you look at make, that? That's look what smart. makes them great. Look that's at me taking be. notes. It's like smart. we play pickup game. We just yep. sit there If you're going to play them in the regular season, fuck it. Let me find out what you're worth now. Next note. Quote, unquote, Steve Kerr incident. Whip Steve Kerr's ass. When he punched him in the face. Hey, give T. Kirk credit. That man pushed him. He gave him a strong <laughs> exactly. push. He didn't just, he, then he got popped, but he got to give him that strong. He had to let him know he well, was he the one to mess with. His ass, like. He punched him in the eye and ha- gave him a black ass Did eye. Did he get knocked out? Well, I heard he fell. I, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say all that. April 6th. That's the only footage I wanted to see. They didn't, they didn't give it yeah, up. Yeah, I know. That, that, well, it that was, was like, in that oh, year. No, it was like the fucking Bob Knight footage. It was something that I wanted oh, to see yeah, fucking yeah. 10 years later. <laughs> Uh, April 16th, 1996, breaks the NBA record for most wins in a season with 70, ends up finishing the season winning 72. 1996, Eastern Conference Finals versus Orlando Magic. Once again, sweep, and I blame Nick Anderson. NBA Finals versus the Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) Blame Nick Anderson? Yes, I blame Nick Anderson for all of the Orlando Magic's missed troubles. I just want to throw that out there. Versus the Seattle Supersonics, viewed as the greatest mismatch in NBA Finals history, quote-unquote. George Carl walks right past MJ in a restaurant. 
You just made the list. <laughs> you took it personally. Game one, 107-90 Bulls. Game two, 92-88 Bulls. Game three, 108-86 Bulls. Game four, this is the Gary Payne man-to-man game. And it made MJ go 9 of 16 from the floor. Okay. Game five, 89-78 uh, Seattle. <laughs> and then this is where we get the meme, guys. This is where we get the meme. MJ laughing at Gary Payne watching his video about him tiring him out. <laughs> Greatest meme. I use that on my daily life. That's so funny. Hey. I'm not going to lie. I feel like he disrespected a little bit, Gary Payton a little bit by that. But he was, but I'm not going to lie. He wasn't really wrong. The man, if, if, his, if, if a bad game for him was 9 to 16, which is over 15, 50%, then come on. Quote, unquote, I had no problem with the glove. MJ. Yeah, that's disrespect. a crazy. That was a crazy. Disrespect. That was a crazy line. I didn't know how to take that. I don't know if he was just saying that he wasn't anything, or if he was just saying he didn't like. If he was saying he, he didn't look at him as a competition, mm-hmm. or that's what he meant. That's yeah, that's exactly what he meant. It's or, Jordan. That's it's fucking Jordan. Or he just had no personal issue with him. I don't know. Because then afterwards he said I had so many other things on my mind. He didn't know that man until he saw but him in the finals. He, said, <laughs> he didn't know that man until he saw him in the finals. afterwards he said I had so many things on my mind. That's why I didn't know what he was leaving. Because he was talking about, because there is this like rumor that if Gary Payton was uh, guarding him from the beginning of the series, it would have been a different series. Now looking at these, now you could argue that, but realistically the Bulls were going to be don't. Th- yeah, I don't think the Bulls would have lost. I think they would have it still would have been a different type of series. Yeah. But I do wonder if if they do find a way to pull out of that game four and they sweep them, we probably don't even have this conversation because they could have won game four. That is true. Mm-hmm. So um, game six, 87, 75 Bulls. And then we get that, that, that moment where we never saw the uh, or heard the audio. We never heard the audio of MJ crying. Yeah. We only saw videos. We never actually heard the audio from it. That shit, that shit made me hurt. The funniest tweet I see on oh, Twitter. fuck. Somebody was like, Somebody said their wife came into the room and they saw that scene and they're like, man, he's always crying. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Jesus. The timing, the timing. So May 17th, 1998, Eastern Conference Finals versus Indiana, quote unquote, from Reggie Miller. Homeboy thought he was going to retire Michael Jordan. And that's why I love Reggie Miller. Unbelievable. Fearless. Fearless. So we get into episode nine and the first thing first is that we have Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller going at it, and <clears throat> Tribe Talk underscore pod, where you can follow us on Twitter. Yes, okay, sir. we made great memes that night, okay? <laughs> if, you, if you followed us for the live tweeting, we said that this is when Clay, <clears throat> me, and Eric step on the court, which it's true. And um, Reggie Miller ends up trying to talk trash to fucking Michael Jordan. What was Michael Jordan's reply? Khalil, do you remember? I don't remember. What did you say? Don't ever talk trash to black Jesus. He called himself God. <laughs> so... But then look, from every then, he's only called him the black cat, black Jesus, or Jordan. So Reggie he respected. actual respect for it. This so. is very true. This is very true. And before, before the series, they had Michael Jordan putting up the MVP trophy, which is exactly what Rob looked like when he hit that last shot against Playboy Cardi. Yo, exactly. Exactly. My man. Our CEO right here. I just, I just want to point out. I saw, we're, I saw something on the, on the Twitter streets. Yes, that somebody said if somebody's foot wasn't broken, it would have oh, been a different game. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the questions. Yeah, that's one of the yeah, questions. August, boys. Oh, okay. August. 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 All right. <laughs> so we, <laughs> this is another note I took. Uh, the Karen, the white lady with the mullet saying, mm. in your fucking face, rub me, the, rub me the wrong way. It really did. Scared me a little bit. I feel you on that. I, that was in Indiana or Utah? In, Indiana. Okay. It was in Indiana. And, um, that was Indiana? I thought that was Utah. I thought it was Utah, too. I thought it was Utah too. too. But I, no, no, it's Indiana. It's definitely Utah. No, yeah, it's, it's definitely Indiana. Indiana yeah. Trust me. 
And then it's just uh, it's something that you'd probably hear in Utah instead of Indiana, yeah. but yeah, you know. And then, uh, quote unquote, it became personal for me. Michael Jordan describing the 1998 Eastern Conference Finals, also every single minor inconvenience of his life. Every <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> every fucking thing. Hey, hey, guess what, Rob? The mailman Whoa. got delivered a gift via Michael Jordan. High five. <laughs> what was inside? <laughs> An L. <laughs> Hey, I just want to point this out, though. I mean, we're probably going to get to it soon, but... Because uh, was, was it episode nine they talked about Dennis Rodman going out for a couple days? No, I think that was ten. Okay, but I just want to point out, looking at this, if I had to play back-to-back series from Indiana to Utah, I would want to go to Vegas, too. That's all I'm going to say. It's that boring is true. Out there. I there ain't that. nothing to do out there. <laughs> Shit, NBA players today still say the same thing. There's nothing to do out there. So what the fuck? <laughs> but and then we obviously have the the night in question. Five guys roll up to Michael Jordan's hotel room with a pizza box. Khalil, was he off the hand dog? He was hung the oh, fuck oh over. It was, a, it was That's food all poisoning. It is, food bro. poisoning. Robert, for, 20, for what, for what 20, 22, 23 years it was, he had a flu. Then all of a sudden, up until like the past couple of years, oh, wait, nah, he had food well, poisoning. Okay, you know why? Because it sounds like a better Robert, story to say he had Robert, the food than to say he had food poisoning. So then why are we lying? Nobody's like, well, then, a food well, then why are we lying? Let's be honest off rip We call him the food poisoning 12s. Stop. No. <laughs> yeah, you see? You see? You see what I'm saying? It don't sound the same. Listen, look. You order a pizza in a room full of grown-ass men, <laughs> and Michael Jordan's the only one that ate the entire That's pizza true. by Nobody himself. Else Nobody else wanted to slice? No, you know I would do some that shit like man that was hung. He was hung the fuck over. So Don't if I, do so, that. So I just go so in August, I'm going to eat a full slice of pizza the night before. No, you're not. And then whatever happens the next day, when we're on the court. You're going to throw up on the court. That's exactly Don't you happen. fucking dare. You ain't, you ain't having no flu game, food poison game, none of that <laughs> shit. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's going to be a full court game. You're going to throw up. I promise. And then... But I kind of... You know what, though? Because this was Utah, right? They could have put something in that pizza. It's just I, weird. I wouldn't be too... Oh, I dude, wouldn't be too surprised. Me neither. we ordered pizza has never been more than one person. Even if we're not Michael Jordan, well, still. see, that's, well, they, they, they kind of, I, I've never felt more connected to Michael Jordan in this documentary than when he ordered a pizza. I just want to throw that out there. That's the closest you ever get to <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, not being hungover, you know, the next day. That's it too, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just want to say, for the record, if Michael Jordan's flu game is just him showing up to work hungover, then I've had about a couple of flu games. <laughs> I, I had a couple of those. Your all-time great yeah, buddy. Yes, yeah, sir. I've had a couple of flu games. So, you know, just putting that out there. And uh, we obviously have that crazy picture of Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan hugging Scottie Pippen, walking Michael Jordan off the court. And who would know a year later? It'd be the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly what Karen Steve looks like out of wood. <laughs> but Brandon argued it's really Robert. And I think that's, not that's true, cap, no. dog. No, remember, Robert went after those girls that one night like a fucking like oh, a beeline. Yeah. No, yeah, you were there that night. Wait, I did what? When when Wood closed, what? we ran yeah. halfway down the block after some females, and we're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. I didn't run. I was walking. You ran. Purpose. No, no you, ran. you ran. You hit a light you jog, ran. my friend. <laughs> what? Your time. Yes. Yes. Damn. That's. I think I, I do remember that. That's crazy. He was walling out. And I wrote here next. Obviously, when you think of the Utah Jazz, you think of Brian Russell, <laughs> <laughs> which actually him and Carl Malone. Uh, were probably the two biggest names that they weren't able to get to for, for the interview, for the documentary. 
And then I, I could understand Carl Malone, but how salty do you have to be to be Byron Russell to not want to do that interview? Him and Craig Elo. Well, I was told that everybody that they wanted for the interviews and stuff, they got. So they didn't want Byron Russell? Nobody trying to ask no Byron Russell. <laughs> he was talking trash. I know, but. You know. Did he think, was it a push? Did he think he got pushed off? Is he going to, what was he what, saying? They're just going to bring well, him well, in well, to ask him that one question? Well, we'll they brought Justin Timberlake we'll, in for we'll, like 16 we'll get, seconds. We'll get to that in a second. Obviously. JT, man. Obviously, they end up winning the, the finals five time, five time. And then um, every time I see Jerry Cross on my TV, I throw up in my mouth a little bit. And then... <laughs> Let the man rest in peace, I'm please. I'm just saying, bro. Okay, so this is obviously... Rob, if you want to take this over, this is where um, they talk about Gus and his security guard and everything like that. So if you want to talk about that... That's probably the most interesting part of the documentary that I really didn't know. I knew that he was cool or Marv Rashad's and they were like best friends and you kind of yeah. see it in the documentary. Like yeah. they literally just He's hang... always there. It's so crazy. They literally hang out right before games and they'll like all the time and then after that, then he has to go interview him. But it's very professional. And ends up giving him the fucking game ball. Well, no, not Gus. That's Amad Rashad. Gus. Yeah, he gave it to Gus. Gus, Gus is a security guard. I'm talking about Amad Rashad. The interview. No, no, I was saying Gus. Oh well, yeah, yeah Gus. Yeah, he, he gives Gus the game yeah. ball, but you literally see him in his like his like literally his crazy thing. His entourage is literally a bunch of security guards mm-hmm. that worked for either the Bulls or for him, and literally like because those are only his friends. Well, he's but I mean, he when you're so, to have older people as friends, so yeah. But then even think about it when you're when you're that stature, like you're probably going to be very. We know a lot of celebrities that are really close to their security yeah, guards. To be close to your security, I, yeah, that they're is with true. you all the time. They're very relatable. You know, it was really. I did think it was a nice gesture that he did pay for his um, medical expenses mm-hmm. while he was dealing with the cancer. And also, he was the one to notice it. You know, yeah, he was. He wasn't so said. caught up yeah. in himself that he didn't realize yeah, that he was the first one to notice that he was sick. So that was kind of a part. I was like, oh wow, like you know. What a nice guy, but don't get it twisted. Like, five minutes later, he does one of the greatest lines I've ever heard in my life when he goes up to Larry Bird. Oh, you bitch, fuck you. If that isn't isn't friendship, I don't know what is. But this is another thing that I wrote down. Six minutes, uh, 37 seconds left in the game. Up three. Reggie Miller just said if they won that jump ball, they had the game won. Quite possibly the most absurd hypothesis I've ever heard in he my was, life. He wasn't, he wasn't, wait, wait. You wasn't wrong. You wasn't wrong. Because if they go back and score. Now, look, they went out to score. But if they go back and score, they're up by five. And back then, it wasn't easy to score Robert, to get, Robert, come back. From, what? This, it's not a football game. They're playing basketball. Every 24 seconds, you get another shot to score. But there was only, how many there was six minutes left. There was more than enough time. But the momentum. No. <laughs> the momentum. <laughs> momentum. Jordan would have canceled all that shit. Yep. And then right, fair point. I wrote down here, Michael Buffer is a millionaire for saying five words. Just remember that. And his brother, too. Legends. And his brother. Yeah, Legends. Legends in the business. Dennis Rodman becoming an NWO member before game four of the NBA Finals <laughs> is not talked about enough. Man, so who did he hit with the chair? You know this. You have oh, to know this. Was it DDP? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh it was. It was DDP. <laughs> Wait, who what? Hit him with the chair? He hit DDP. He oh, he DDP hit DDP with the chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twice. Well, yeah, Carmelo and DDP were like the same tag team. Yeah, that is true. But it's crazy, though. They were dissing. I mean, I guess he did it in the middle of the game, but they were dissing him for like doing wrestling. But it was like, Carmelo does wrestling, too. Nobody says anything. Nobody talks about Carmelo. Nobody at talks all about Carmelo. Carmelo didn't reasons, do it like so. midway of the finals. You know. Yeah. By the way, I do want to point out. I was always wondering, like, where the I guess the the culture of Michael Jordan was after he won Game Seven. He just out there talking mad shit. Hey, what's up, dog? Hey, <laughs> beat that ass. <laughs> so obviously, obviously, we have the shot, the final shot. Oh, okay. Yes, the final shot. And the shot. The shot. And I. 
52nd greatest shot. In that's your, that's, Ray okay, that's one. your opinion. Yeah. And as much as I love Ray Allen and that shot, Ray Allen is number I one. I still have to give it to I've Michael Jordan. I've seen Jordan hit that shot 50,000 times. I'm same, cool. yeah. same. Move but on. when you look, when you when you heard the documentary, him. think of the context. It of was open when he shot the ball. It wasn't even contested. <laughs> what are we doing? It's an open shot. And then, I'm sorry. I wrote this down. Jerry Cross doesn't deserve an ounce of that. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Leave him alone. But, bro, another thing. The fact that he got booed at six different championship parades proves my point. Because they knew he was breaking up the team. Nobody likes Yoko Ono. Come on, man. I like it. I like the callback on that. That was solid. Because they said that. That was solid. I remember that. From a fan standpoint, you're always going to be mad because it ain't your money that you're working with. So, who cares? You ain't running the team. Now. I have four questions for you guys. An Astrab question, which which was on Twitter, and three other ones about the documentary. Number one, since we just talked about it, was it a push off? Yes. I used to think it was. Whoa, really? I used to I think don't it think, was. I looked at it. When you look at it close, it's it not. He really he just I moved his hand. You can't push him off at all. You can't well, put your hand It's a on slight him. push, but it's, under, not like, under, it's not like... Put, but understand you. the definition of used to. Don't come after me. I said I used to think it was a push off. Like, in, in, like when you play it live, it looks like a push off. But then like they replayed it and ran it back like yeah, three times. I'm like, I know, he was already going. He crossed them up. He crossed them up. In that context, it's questionable. I get it, because he was going that way already. But... All the people, fall- but all the people mm-hmm. who do crossovers, do they ever really push their yeah. hand on them and push them or even guide them? Have you seen Allen it, Iverson? All of his crossovers. We love him. Uh, all of his crossovers. He does not guide them all the time. <laughs> oh, Steve. What? Steve and Charles. Oh. We bonded over this. If you I, know this, man. If I put up an AI mixtape right now, all of them 80, are 80% of, them are of those crossovers yeah. is him just, you, arm in the back. Like, you can't. Come on, Steve. No. He, you know that. You know he <laughs> Homeboy yeah, don't do that. Listen, listen. But no, true. Yeah, he, he did. I mean, he he did push that. off, but not in the sense of getting an advantage. Like, homeboy is already, like, eating dirt. Like, by the time he put a hand he, on As he said, he just guided him. That's yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, the, like the host at the restaurant. So Showed him to his table. We put up the poll on Twitter, and our, did Michael Jordan push off yes or no? 21% of the people said no. I mean, 21% of the people said yes. 79% of the people said no. Yeah, it's not a push off. It's not. Now... Overall questions about the documentary, okay? My, Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls, is it the best team to ever play in NBA? History. History. No. Do you have anybody that can go with that? I probably have to go with the Showtime Lakers. Showtime Lakers? Yeah. Okay. Steve? Um, yeah, I would say the Showtime Lakers. If not, I'd say... Mm. Don't scare me. No, it would have been uh, what was it, thousand, two thousand or two thousand one Lakers? Oh, oh yeah, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. If it's not the Rob? Showtime Lakers, seventeen Warriors. Can't mm. okay. first year when they all actually that. liked yeah, each other. I can't be okay. mad at that. That's now, fair. I get the greatest dynasty yes. of all time. Yes. Yeah. Not even close. Who hmm? else? The who? Bulls good. Oh well. Dynasty and like dynasty, their run, dynasty, they had the best dynasty run. Dynasty in that time. Okay, that's, the okay. Best yeah. run. that's what I mean. I don't consider a dynasty in terms of like an era. Dynasty is like longevity of success, is what I consider it. Oh, well, that's no. Well, you get what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Dynasty to me is like your that, run. You yeah, dynasty, Bulls, that's what I'm saying. So you can call that like the Bulls' big three era or something like okay, that, as so, opposed okay. to dynasty. So Michael Jordan's era, greatest era of all time? Oh, yeah, for sure. Six for yeah. six? You can't beat that. Yeah, you wow, this is my next that. question. Do they win seven or eight if MJ does not retire? Seven. They win seven. seven. They win seven. And yes. on the, and why do they not win eight? 
because the next year, no, here's two. Here's the reason why they no, went. No, no, no. no, let me explain. No, no, first no, of all, no, you need to put no, context no, no. in this. No, Steve, I'm talking about in the middle. Yeah. They win seven because okay. the next season is a lockout year. So they don't so they were an older team. They would have only been playing fifty games okay. and then playoffs. They could have easily won that. Two, the league was really the league was really at that point. As you can see, it's not that great. There's just, it's just really not that great. The Spurs won, but the, the Jazz that. aren't a great team. The Lakers weren't ready yet. As you can see, they that's why they lost to that jazz team. That's not when you look back at it, you saw it. That team wasn't that good. But that's one thing you have to take in, into account is history does change, though, if you do change. If they continue playing, teams draft different players, but different think about things it. go different routes. A lot of things might have been different, too, because if they stay together for that year, Scotty Pima doesn't go to the Rockets. Um, Steve Kerr doesn't go to the Spurs that win that year. Like a lot of, and then even the year after the eighth year. Now, the eighth, after that seventh year, they probably should have stopped because I think the eighth year, even without Phil Jackson, I don't know if the Lakers win. And I don't know what happens to Portland. Like, you still got to think about it. That group still kind of stayed around. Like, even on that Lakers team, if I'm correct, Rod Harper is the starting point guard. Um, but that forces, Horace Grant shows up eventually. That forces other teams to make different picks. You never know what could possibly happen. But my That's only thing is, who, if we don't, teams that weren't affected by that breakup, who, when you look back, going back to I'd that. I'd have to look at the draft class, to be honest. You know who Loki might have had a chance? Nah, they wouldn't have. The Heat, but then Zoe had the kidney issues. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem with that. But they went seven. Was Scottie Pippen the greatest role player of all time? He's not a role player. You get what I'm saying? The greatest role to a... Ro- to the world, the greatest sidekick. Yeah. Of all time. Mm, I who, mean... Who then? Who isn't it technically... Kobe? <coughs> oh, oh, damn. Uh, yeah, I already... Oh, it's damn. either Kobe or... Oh, yeah. He ends up winning championships Shaq, by himself, though. Yeah, but at that time, Shaq was the man. I don't care what yeah, nobody says. Shaq won three finals. Like, he literally dominated yeah, actually, the league. You might be right like, about that. Kobe only has two finals MVPs for a reason. It's because and the center low key, one of was them, running One of them shit. he low-key stole from Paul Gasol. I've said this before. He stunk up the joint game seven. <laughs> I love Kobe, but let's be, be honest. No, he had a... Paul Gasol had an amazing fucking season, but... That game seven, he he's the reason why they won that series. Yeah, but that season... Now, among those, among those uh, eight years... Nine years, whatever. Scottie Pippen was in the league. Phil Jackson in the in the documentaries. Scottie Pippen was the number two player in the NBA at that time. Yes. Agree or disagree? That's a. F- it's it's hard because there was a lot of in, other in, great in, players. In, any any times of those years, he was the number two player in the no, NBA. No, at some Khalil? point, no, 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 no. Charles Barkley was definitely better at him. So, but I'm saying like ninety mm-hmm. ninety one was the number two. Yes. Ninety one ninety two was the number two. Yes. So, you, really? Well, no. So he was the number two NBA. Play- so you're telling me the Chicago Bulls he had the greatest player of all time and the number two player of that time on the same team. He was the he best. Was, he was. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, I was gonna, gonna help because he's to me the mark where he jumps to being a top five player in the league and arguably the second best player in the league. It all starts after the year Jordan retires, the yes. first retirement. Yeah. Then all the way up, and you could legitimately argue, especially after watching all of this. He probably is the second best player in the league, all the way up to ninety eight. Yeah, like Carmelo wins the MVP, but like as we've seen, Carmelo ain't 
mm. because of the fact that Carmel, like Carl Malone got Scottie Pippen could only flourish so much because he had the greatest basketball player to ever do it as the yeah, number one. True. You know what I mean? But like once it was just him and he had to carry the weight, he was he was a baller. He has had to grow too. But better, you yeah. could argue the next year when he goes to Houston, he's playing with Charles Barkley and Akeem Olajuwon. They like what they losing like the first or second round, so in a lockout mm-hmm. year. So yeah. like how and then after that he does go to Portland, but he his role just slowly. I mean he was it older, to but decline, yeah. he really wasn't. But in his prime, there were sometimes we could say he was definitely the number two best in the league, but it was He's like, definitely there were some five. other guys. Yeah. Okay. There were some other guys that could take him down. We have an ass tribe. Uh-oh. Came on Twitter. Uh-oh. Colin Catman. <laughs> if Perez didn't hurt his foot. Oh, you bring this if Perez didn't hurt his foot the day before our game, would we still have one? Yes. You would have to ask that question because you were mainly guarding him. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I was on the switch sometimes, but... We win. We play. We, we won. We play what, like a best of five or something like that? We play best of five. Gentlemen sweep. Gentlemen sweep. And the last game, we, we whooped their ass. We whooped their fucking ass. Not going to lie. Ass. It's lie. not really even the last game. After the second, the first and second, the second game was kind of close. We had that little like halftime, like, all right, we need to get this shit together. Yeah. And after that, we never looked back. Dude. <laughs> if we're playing full court, I do not see them keeping up at all. Oh, they say I'm fat. They say I can't keep up. That's fine. No, no. Me, we're we're going to work on you. We're going to get Robert, you up by August. But thank, dude, thank you, bro. Thank you. But it'll be okay. <laughs> Me, Khalil, Robert, and Monday definitely can run that. Well, yeah. they say, they say. I don't know if I can run. Who's going to catch up with me? Eric? Yeah. We got till August. You got some, yeah. Do some more cardio got time. before I come back yeah, for that. Yeah, we got time. Quarantine we got me. Remember, it's them and the youngins. You got to be, be, be up on the bunk. The youngins, are, they've been talking trash. I'm worried about oh, them. Wow, they talking the hard trash. Oh, hey, your we, brother? And his crew, they've been talking trash. Crazy. Let's get in a ghost. So, Steve, we're finally done, brother. We finished it all. I understand it's been a long episode, and we appreciate you guys for saying it. All the way into the end, but we obviously did have 10 episodes to go through. So we hope you really do like the content this week. But Steve, we have new Twitter handles, new Instagram handles. Oh, yeah. Do you want to uh, <clears throat> tell them the people what we got? I low-key almost forgot till you said that. So <laughs> if you don't know, you need to know. Follow us at tribe talk underscore pod. My man. All lowercase <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter and Tribe Talk Podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And thank you to everybody that's... Uh, been following us on Instagram. I know we, our followers went up. I peeped that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of people been uh, excited for this last dance recap. So I appreciate y'all. And also, we can't forget the girls. We need to talk underscore pod. They give us a yep. shout out on their podcast. We're actually gonna be on their podcast. Uh, we're recording this upcoming Saturday, so we're gonna be recording them, recording us. It's podcast gonna be a whole thing. Extravaganza. Podcast extravaganza. Yes. And Steve, you forgot uh, a. <clears throat> One more thing. One more Instagram. Five star. Five star. star period. Production. Five star period productions. All right. That's Remember, right, we got a production company, guys. We are podcast producers. We handle all this shit. And uh, so Tribe Talk Podcast, all one word, two capital T's and a capital P. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, almost iHeartRadio. So we're going to be everywhere and everywhere, just like we always are. And... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Robert, you want to close this out? I know we, we've we been going long, so. Yeah, they, they, said, they said we couldn't go back to almost two hours. Look at that. <laughs> Don't you love it? We did it. We did it. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? All right. Yes, he would. Anybody anything else to say for Louis? Some would say, you know, we couldn't go two hours, and we took it personal. We took it personal. <laughs> we just made the list. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the latest and greatest episode from the Chart Talk Podcast. We will see y'all next week. We out. LeBron James to the GOAT.
to. Look what I made for you. Knew if I paid my dues, how will they pay you? When you first come in the game, they try to play you. Then you drop a couple of hits. Look how they wait to you. From RC to Madison Square to the only thing that matters is just a matter of years. This has been another five-star production.